Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hardcore Heroes. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing pretty good. I'm just kind of living that comfortable, neat lifestyle that mm. comes when you don't have school and all the places you applied for internships said, no, we don't want you. Oh, it started off really nice and got kind of sad. <laughs> eh, it's whatever. Like, I, I knew before the semester was over, and, like, it was kind of sad because I, I wanted I wanted the, the work experience and the money, and mm -hmm. I, I really wanted the money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but it was a busy semester so I, I don't mind too much having having a few months off well you looking forward to it coming right back in a few weeks well it's my last semester next semester so yes because I, I get to go in and be done very um, exciting i'm taking a data science class though so we'll see we'll see how bad that is, is i that don't like... know what to expect okay it's data science is um it's really common, like emerging between computer science and more classical sciences. Like mm -hmm. a lot of like biology labs and stuff need data scientists. Mm -hmm. um, that's all I know. <laughs> Is it going to be like analyzing data? I, I would assume so. Exciting. Um, yeah, and then other than that, I have a bunch of other classes that I actually wanted to take. Good. Well. Yeah. Anything you've done with your summer thus far? Uh, Nick and I played a game called Hammer Watch the other day. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was it, it, or Heroes of Hammer Watch. It's like a little roguelite dungeon crawler. Uh, that game was pretty fun. And other than that, I've been playing a ton of action RPGs, like all of them. <laughs> like what? Uh, uh, I picked up a game called Grim Dawn a long time ago, and I finally got around to playing that. Mm -hmm. um, I got I went I went back and I played. Titan Quest. Oh, that's an old game. I haven't yeah. heard of Titan Quest in ages. It's it's still really fun. Nice. Uh, and then I played Diablo 2, and I played Torchlight 2, and that game was just as boring as it always was. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've, I've been playing, like, all of them, because Path of Exile came out with the new League, and I was thinking about going back to that, and then I thought, I have so many action RPGs I've either, like, never played or never finished. Mm -hmm. Fuck that I'll, I'll go do something else. Nice. Well, it sounds like you've had a fun and somewhat relaxing summer. Are you ready yeah. to fight some demons? Die as Van Helsing, yeah. Die as Van Helsing? <laughs> Give other people a cause to, to throw themselves at? Yeah. Perfect. Well, let's take a look at where we last left off. We were in the manor outside of Bontheris. Mm -hmm. And you have three henchmen who totally have names that we yep. all remember and love, so we don't need to bother saying them right now because uh -huh. they're such memorable characters. It would Are do you... them a disservice <laughs> to even mention them. Are you sure we don't want to just like rename them here and now? You know, it might be nice, just like, their names were so good, it'll be impossible to top them. Why don't we just give them some new names? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, let's give them some new names. And, you know... Chrome, Chrome is trying its hardest to crash on me right now. <laughs> but, oh. but Windows won't let it, and it's just in this <laughs> awkward state of taking 20 seconds to respond to anything I do. Anyways, let me pull up a notepad so I can write down these names. Okay. So uh, you've got your seventh level fighter, who mm -hmm. is a really old lady. You know, she is 
just make my notes here. Uh, she joined up with you guys because she's looking for a good death, right? Okay. She wants a. She wanted a place that where she could be satisfied that she died in combat in an honorable way. Mm -hmm. And her name. How about Lucilla? Lucilla. All right, I can do that. Lucilla. Excellent. And then we had a sixth level fighter. Who, um, why don't we just re-randomize their, their sex? Because I don't remember. Goblins. <laughs> Randomizer. I, I remember the mage guy was a, was a dude, and that's, a dude. that's it. Yeah, the old one was a woman, the young guy was a dude, and I don't remember the middle character. So this... Uh, the forgotten middle child. Yeah, exactly. This is a 39-year-old woman. Um, and her name is uh, Belle. Bell, okay. B e l l. No, with an e. How do you spell Bell? The name. You could probably just do a B e l. B e l. Sure. Yeah. Excellent. And then there was the level three oh, fighter mage. L l e. Sorry. L l e. Yeah. I, I, I thought you were making up a name. I didn't realize you were going for the actual Bell. The actual Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the level three fighter, level three mage who is a dude mage and his name is gonna be she's a kelbell <laughs> um <clears throat> his name's gonna be frank frank <laughs> all right uh yeah <clears throat> His name is Frank. Okay. It's going to be great. It's yep. going to be great. Okay, cool. Let me just break down some stats about these other people before I forget them. Uh, Bell is 5'5". Five, five. Wait, um, he's 3'3"? Three, three? Like level 3 fighter, level 3 mage, yeah. Did he do it? Did, is oh he's human though so he did it like the weird second edition way where he gave up being a fighter and became a mage and then did the mage levels and then got both back or something yeah yeah i okay. don't know which one he did first but he did i think he went okay. fighter then mage well, yeah. i was, I was yeah. gonna say that's horrible for second edition he's he's basically like a a third level character at that point yeah but he's if he if he but the other way is better sort of right kind of like short-term long-term difference you know like if you do if you're the non-human and you level them both up at the same time it takes fucking forever to get anywhere but mm -hmm. you can achieve greater heights without having to like switch right. back and forth whereas the other way you can kind of like i want five levels in fighter and then a thousand in wizard or whatever mm -hmm. you know does he get the hit dice for both i can't i, I yeah. think that was one of the big differences between like the the dual classing versus multi-classing was that you get the hit dice the whole way, right? Right, right. So you'll have to like, split them by two. Right, so he'll have 3d10 plus 3d6 HP. Okay, that's yeah. not too bad then. Cool. That, that was my big concern, was he just wind up getting one shot? <laughs> no, he's got hit points, and he's got some combat capabilities, but he's mostly mm -hmm. going to be throwing the spells. Okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dextrous... 
So Bell is 5'5", 137 pounds, 39 years old, and she is ambidextrous, so she dual wields weapons. I don't know if we talked about this before, but that's totally what she does. Mm -hmm. Dual wield. <laughs> Uh, the level 7th fighter, Lucia, is your sword and board style fighter. Uh, I'm going to get some stats for her as soon as I can roll an old woman character. Mm -hmm. Stop giving me all these old men. My old... Ah, here we go. She is going to be 5'7", 140 pounds. Uh, 80 years old. Wow, she's older than I remember. Um, 80? 80 is what I got here. Are, are yep. you sure? When you said elderly fighter, I was thinking like maybe 50 to 60. Uh, maybe I'm... she's in her 60s then. Okay. Sure, we'll just drop it down to 67. It's the same stat changes, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't sound right, but okay. <laughs> uh, but she's, you know, she's reached it. No one is willing to really have her around anymore because she's such an old fighter and she's just really like, I need a good death in combat serving a cause okay. I can believe in. So she's she's looking for a place to die. Okay. So 67 is a little more reasonable for that, I think. Yeah, she's somewhere between 67 and 80. Who knows? I feel like so. at the point of 80, you're going to throw something out in combat before you die in combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She, like, makes an attack and just throws out her arm and it My dislocates. <laughs> Lovely. All right, so I'll put that down. 67. 39 for Bell, right? Yeah. And um, our young guy. Oh, wow, he's quite tall. He's going to be six foot one inch, uh, 178 pounds, 29 years old. Years old. Um... Yeah, and he was—he's coming into all of this because he is excited about the magical prospects of uh, shadow realms and demons and all these things. And he mm -hmm. is that like young and stupid and wants to learn everything about the world and is willing to risk his life to do that sort of stuff. Um, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, let's get ourselves some background music. Oh my god, I'm not even in the disco. Uh, oh, hey, it's already all set up. Easy peasy. Uh, of nature. Uh, I will just drag you into a disco slot because I think our original disco slots are gone. Can you access home? Oh, Discord? Yeah, for, for musical stuff. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, they are gone. Yeah. Do you not use them anymore? I just got rid of the ones that we weren't actively using. Mm. Okay, there you go. I've given you access to one called Homeward Bound. Perfect. Got it. Perfect. All right. And let's get our music going, and we'll hop into game here. You okay. are in your fancy-pantsy estate with your three henchmen. Jeeves is here. He has made you tea and crumpets. Uh, mm. Your halfling cook is around as well. Uh, technically, she made the crumpets, but Jeeves tried to take credit for it. We all know who made mm. them, though. And uh, you guys are sitting around waiting for Malachi. And we're going to probably skip some time yeah, and say that so, you've been waiting for a while, and he's just vanished. Well, I think what happened air. is Van was occasionally scrying on him, 
And then mm. when I saw that he went off to some other city to go on a quest for, I think he was looking for the staff of the Magi. Was that, mm-hmm. was that it? I think yeah. at that point it's like, okay, he's probably going to be a while. Let's, uh, let's get some work <laughs> done in the interim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He spent like a month in a, in an airship and then he's been like oh, he hopping between cities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, probably after like a week of, of scrying attempts. Um, it's it's gonna be like a okay he might he might be quite some time we can get something done in the in the meanwhile mm-hmm. and Malachi has teleport so if we if we leave a notice for him he can catch up absolutely yeah um, okay so one thing so, that I want to do in preparation I want to head into the treasury because we have a wind shear lying around mm-hmm. I know that much uh, do we have any other like magical weapons lying around of plus one or better. Great question. I know there's a plus one shield um, that none of us are using, but that's not really the issue. Mostly wondering if we have any other plus one weapons, because I know we had a bunch uh, toward the end of, of Hardcore Heroes, but I don't yeah. remember which ones we... St- I know we lost the plus five platinum sword. Um, the... Uh, what's his name sword? Tyrus Bellows' sword? Yeah. Georg mm-hmm. took that one to his grave. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have wind shear. Um, I have harvest moon, and I'm wondering if we have any others because I don't remember what things require magic weapons to hit. I don't remember what you have in terms of weapons. Yeah, I think it might just—I think it might just be wind shear. Maybe it might be. Is there a plus one axe? Somebody mentioned. I, I don't know anything about an axe, so that's probably something that came up when you were doing Dicing with Death. Kine had a plus one axe, but I think maybe he died with it on the other side? Maybe it got recovered? It, I mean, if he had a plus one axe, would we have left that behind? I mean, it might have gotten left behind in the chaos and the confusion. Well, but we, we didn't ditch everyone's bodies, right? Like, we burned everyone in the end. Right. Maybe you've got a plus one axe lying around. Okay. Uh, Probably in this shit. Um, yeah. If if we have one more, that's that's all I'm really looking for. Is that that second plus one weapon? I'm not sure whether or not we do. Oh. Uh, well, I guess the other one's a plus two, but same same point. Right. Uh, your uh, Luc- Lucia has a plus one sword already. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she has full plate and a shield for AC 22. And Belle is our dual wielding expert. So she mm-hmm. dual wields um, arming sword, short sword. Okay. Um, so before we head out then, I'm going to... I guess we'll we'll do it as part of. I'm gonna I'm gonna let everyone know that we have some uh, some work to do because Malachi is gonna be a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at some point I'll gather everyone up in in probably the uh, the sitting room that we have in the mansion. Mm-hmm. And say it looks like Malachi is going to be taking his time. Wizard research and all that they can be a bit uh long winded. But uh, you might you might be interested to know Frank. He made it onto the airship. The, the elusive airship? He's found he, it? Where? He, Tell me where. Uh, it, well, it's traveling. Every time I scry it, it's moving. 
but every time I try to scry him, I get outside the airship. I can't I can't go into it, but it seems to follow it whenever I try to scry him, so mm. I get the impression that he's he's there. Damn it. Well, if we ever get back from this, you'll have to help me get there. That's that's always been a dream of mine. You'll you'll have to ask Malachi for that. He's the one who who managed to fly onto it. He nods. Uh, let's see here. Bell, was it? Yes. We're going to. The, the demons are not always corporeal. They have a they have a spiritual state, and I'm not sure if ordinary weapons are enough to hit them. And in the meantime, you might want to to hold on to this. And I, I hand her Harvest Moon. She will happily take that from you. Is that Harvest Moon plus two sword? Harvest Moon is plus two. It's also incredibly light and can be used for dual wielding despite being a medium-sized weapon as the offhand weapon. Ooh, I will yeah. just scrap her short sword attack then. Yeah. And then, so she's got a plus eight with one hand and a plus 10 to hit with the other. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Uh, she has a plus one from strength. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and Lucilla, you said you had you had your uh, your own tricks for that, right? She nods might... and taps her blade. Good. I I thought we might have an axe somewhere, but I I can't seem to find it. It's pro- James is probably using it to chop firewood without even realizing <laughs> it. He's like just looking for a firewood axe and goes in the treasures yeah. like, oh, here's an axe and. It's like sitting outside in the tool shed. Maybe I like to imagine, yeah, it's sitting in the tool. It's like the most elegant one, like elegant firewood axe that you could ever possibly find. It's like mm-hmm. engraved. It has like a spike on the back end for for impaling your opponents, but it's just being used to chop firewood. Jeeves doesn't know any better. He's so forgetful. All right. Um, okay. Let me pull up the map here so I know exactly what we're going to be doing. Anyways, in the meantime, I thought we could head to Stromheim. They, uh, they're still doing plenty of work with combating the, the after effects of that demon invasion. I thought we could lend a hand. Might give us some useful information for when we finally travel to the other side. Uh, Lucia chimes in saying, as I understand it, these demons came from where we wish to go? Yes. Then to them, let's go. Let's, let's find them. They, they will probably have information or clues that will help us. My thoughts, plan. exactly. Um, how okay. shall we get there? Eridon that... is not exactly a safe place these days. Well, we are going to be one of the most heavily armed parties traveling its roads, so I'm not too worried about being accosted by bandits or the like. I, I hear most of the demon invasion has been dealt with, at least to the south. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger issue is how are we going to get to Eridon in the first place? We'll have to cross into Mistrea, won't we? There's some exchanged looks of concern. Um, and hmm. Frank goes, well, uh, yes. Mistria to Eridon would be the fastest route. But I we suppose need- we could take a ship past Matava, couldn't we? Is Newfort still standing, or did that fall to the invasion as well? I believe that has fallen as well. Mm. If we can find a brave sea captain, maybe he'll take us to the shore and leave us there. Mm. I don't know if that's a good idea. That's right by the... 
oh, I've been to those swamps before. I'm, I'm like looking at the map and I say, uh, not, I'm not sure that's a good idea. <laughs> well, if not that way, we could always go through Matava. It is an option. Is, is Mistrea that bad even this far south? I haven't, I haven't been there since the war started, but it seems like if we, if we cut it to the south, we're not going near any major settlements. We still have to cross the canals. That's true. We'd need a, a ship to take us, which means going into a Mistrean city. Mm. I don't know. Your Eridonian accent is probably good enough to get you by, but... The rest of you, yeah. Hmm. I suppose finding a captain to drop us off on shore might be our best bet, then. We could just circle around the swamp. Which swamp? It might take a while. Uh, the one by Pittsburgh. Mm, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh could still be standing, actually, with that swamp protecting them from any mm-hmm. any sort of land traffic. Hmm. We could land. There, I'm sure there's a map out at this point. So it says mm-hmm. so we could land between the overgrowth and the lost coast, somewhere near the Shelterwood, and head up from there. That could work. The tether wilds can be a little bad, but I think we could handle it. There's giants there sometimes, but well, it wouldn't be the first giant I've run into. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I suppose that might be the best way to do it then. Ah, oh, damn, Malachi, I was getting used to teleporting everywhere. <laughs> okay. Uh, they will pack up their gear, prep for the journey. Your halfling mm-hmm. cook, whose name everyone always forgets, but I think we, we're going to call her Miss Muffin. Um, that might that's, be the same title. name. That's... Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the same name I keep improvising over and over again, actually, because mm-hmm. I can never remember it, and it's just silly. Miss Muffin, Muffin will... Miss Muffin not Madam Truffle? Ooh, Madam Truffle might be a better name. All right, Madam Truffle. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, she will pack you guys some sandwiches for the road, I guess Excellent. for the, the waves, and you guys can head into Bon Theris proper to find your way. Um, I've made a token for you to designate where you are. It's this uh, gold hex. And uh, you should be able oh. to move it. It's uh, on Bon the... Theris. No. Okay, I was, looking at the, I was looking at the map on your website. Like, where, where's this hex? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, there with we that, you can head on down to the docks. Mm-hmm. Find yourself a, a sea captain of some such, which might yeah. be somewhat challenging because Eridon is sort of this dangerous place. And the last time, like, the Drakissian crown sent ships this way, half the fleet sunk in a mysterious accident, which um, you have heard back probably from Malachi about. It was attacked by some sort of many-tentacled kraken thing but it also had a shell like a turtle and it just like sunk half of a fleet or a full fleet and malachi then did his underwater adventures from there okay someone's saying it's her name is rosie the cook but maybe her first name is rosie but everyone calls her madam truffle now rosie truffle yeah it's a halfling it's perfect So, you head on down, and um, what sort of ship are you looking for here? Um, I'll head into, like, one of the nearby 
uh, taverns and oh. and seems like a good place to network with a captain who doesn't have an immediate job very smart i like that idea yeah. all right you head down to one of these seaside taverns mm -hmm. um, um, and i i start putting out a feeler that i need a captain to to drop us off right at the coast of eridon all Just right short, short putt to the south Sure. Uh, you talk to who do you want to leave this? Who do you want to start with this investigation? How do you want to find your captain? Um, um, I guess I go into the tavern and I'll I'll start. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I'll just walk up to random people in the tavern and say, "Excuse me, I'm looking for a for a ship captain who's who's willing to make a quick uh, jaunt to transport a few passengers." Sure enough, the first person you walk up to is a, a dark-haired woman, and she looks you up and down and goes, <clears throat> I have a small ship. I can get us to Eridon. But uh, what's the guarantee that we won't be destroyed on the way by pirates or sea monsters or dragons? Uh, I mean, isn't that a danger anytime you leave port, regardless of where you go? It is, most certainly. I, I'm not looking to go all the way around the, uh... I'm looking to go all, all the way around the continent. I'm not asking you to take me up to Weatherlight or anything. I just need a, a ship to take me up to the Shelterwood. It's not too, not too far. Right, right past Matava, you'll barely even enter Eridon. Right around the area that fleet went missing. Well, I could use the work. If you have the money for such a dangerous journey. I can make this happen. It's about mm -hmm. 170 miles, taking the safest route possible. We can do 36 in a day. 170 divided by 36. That'll be five days there, five days back. You won't need me to pick you up, will you? No, no. We'll, we'll find our own way from there. How much stuff do you have? Uh, we're not going to be carrying too much. Mostly what we can carry. I, I assume I'm not taking Jeeves with us. I don't. I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> <You'll subject. die. laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking him back there. So just uh, four passengers and what they're carrying. Might have some heavy packs, but you know, no carts or anything. <clears throat> well, that'll be a ten-day journey for me and my crew. It's dangerous waters, so let's say eight gold a person, uh, eight gold a day, so eighty gold, she says, which sure. is a, a pretty high price, but I think you can afford it. Yeah, and honestly, it's a dangerous trek. I can't really blame her too much. And I say, yeah, deal. Good. She <clears throat> clasps your hand and shakes it, signifying the deal has been brokered, and uh, tells you that she will be ready to leave tomorrow evening with the okay. as the the tides pull out in the evening perfect uh i'll go let everyone know that i got us passage mm -hmm. we'll, we'll enjoy that last night of living in a cozy mansion all right when you get back to your cozy mansion jeeves is there and mm -hmm. he hears of course of your plans to go and says to you um <clears throat> master van helsing with a uh, master malachi gone and with you out of town for an indefinite period of time, I thought maybe this would be an appropriate time for me to take a vacation. That sounds excellent. What did you have in mind? 
Oh, I thought I would tour the Drakissian countryside. Maybe see some old friends in Fenden? Down to Bon May? Hmm. Well, I certainly don't want you walking the road on your own. Let me, uh, let me get you some traveling money, Jeeves. Thank you. Thank you. He um, bows deeply and graciously. Yeah, I'll, I'll find like a hundred gold. That seems like plenty to get himself like in with some caravans. That's more than enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Van is not good with money anymore. <laughs> oh, I, I give him a hundred gold pieces. Perfect. And I say, uh, have, have fun in Thunden. I, I don't know when Malachi is going to be back, but I'll leave a note here that says he's a... Uh, or that, that lets him know that you're going to be gone for a while. Um, and then oh. we have other people tending the mansion, right? Um, uh, Madam Truffle will be here. Mm-hmm. She can look after things while I'm away, I suppose. And, and don't worry about Master Malachi. I'll be sure to tell him I've already taken my vacation this year when he arrives back. Mm-hmm. This sounds yes. This this seems fine. I don't I don't see much need for it. And I, I think about the the treasury, and then I consider like the sheer number of fire traps that we've warded the door with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this this should be fine. Lovely, lovely. I believe there's a circus heading that way soon, or or coming through town. Maybe I might stick around long enough to see the circus, and then and then head out with them. I think you'll have time. There's a, we're, we're going to be on a bit of a long trek up to Heatstroke and Malachi, oh, Malachi is doing whatever weird things he does. You, you know how he is. He vanishes for, for long periods of time without a word. <clears throat> Lovely. But they, thank you again, Master, Master Van Helsing. I'll make sure to take care of everything. You just go save the world. I'll be, I'll take care of everything else here. <laughs> Have fun and fend then. Certainly, certainly. Um, yeah, and I guess you get to enjoy your last night here in a, a cushy mm-hmm. castle or uh, mansion. Lucia, Belle, and F- I guess Frank <laughs> and Frank. But I'm just now realizing that we sort of named our characters Lucille Bell, sort of the um, actress oh. from uh, I Love Lucy. Not quite, but it's Lucia Bell, Lucia Bell, and Frank. It's, it's so close to Lucille Bell. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, perfect. All right, and you can head out the next day. Okay. Yeah, I'll head down to the uh, to the uh, the dock the next evening and just get ready to sail out. Um, mm-hmm. Taking some provisions with us, but mostly just like you know, things that we expect to use tools wise, and then rations. And then I can't remember whether or not. Oh, so for goodberry, would dried berries work for that spell? Ooh, good question. Um, probably. Let me just read the text of it to be doubly sure, but that sounds... It doesn't say anything about being a fresh berry, does it? Yeah, and I I think we we said in the past, like, I could do it to poisonous berries and turn them into good berries. So I was wondering if dried ones... Oh, it specifically says freshly picked. picked. Edible berries to be installed. Okay. Um, I have other means of getting food, but... I've been playing too many additions, and I forget what all the spells are between all the additions and which ones mm-hmm. do what. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I have the one that can. Eh, whatever. I'll figure it out. So we take we take a bunch of rations with us then. Okay. Since we're gonna be we're gonna be roughing it. 
Yeah, you can pack up the gear with rations. Frank doesn't carry much stuff, so he can carry some extra food weight. Um, I'll, um, I'll get us an extra chest and, and have it frisky chest, frisky ooh. chested so that somebody can direct it forward by walking behind it. <laughs> you just like herd the chest down the road. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what we were, I remember we did that at one point because you can, it'll just run away from somebody if they get close enough. So you, as long as you go at the right angle, you can always just direct where you want it to go. Yeah, or you get like three people so it only has one escape route. Yeah, mm. it's perfect. Yeah, so I, I get us a chest and put all of our, our uh, dried rations inside of there and explain how it's going to work and that you kind of got to be careful, but you'll get used to it. It won't mm -hmm. run from me, so I, I can't do it personally, but... Right. They look a little skeptical, um, but it proves to be an effective strategy. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so let's see how your ocean voyage goes. Um, I'm going to make us an encounter check here. Let me make sure I have a water walk. Yeah. Ooh. Water breathing. Yeah. So off you go on your voyage. Um, you get most of the way there. You're coming mm -hmm. right past Valara when the trouble strikes. Um, not in the form of monsters, but in the form of an intercepting ship that has, is coming like this way. So sort of like in your direct direction, actually. You're heading that way, they're heading this way. Okay. Um, I tell the captain not to worry. I'm going to trap them in a whirlpool. She looks at you surprised. Are you sure? Sail past them. It's going to last for a little bit. Uh, you need to get me somewhat close. Let me get the exact range on lower water. Or maybe it's raised water. Uh, I wrote down lower. Yeah, it is lower water. Oof. And then 80 by 9th level effects. A volume of up to 10 feet long per caster level. So I can do 80 by 80 feet with a depth of 16 feet. Um, spell creates a whirlpool that sweeps ships and similar crafts downwards, putting them at risk and rendering them unable to leave by normal movement for the duration of the spell. It's one turn per level, so they will be trapped in that whirlpool for 80 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah, and then You're... it might sink them. But so looking, what, what kind of flags are they flying? And they're intercepting towards us, right? Matavan flags, and they are making, they're heading for you, not like, you know, trying to go around you, but on like a collision course sort of for you. Yeah, uh, it's I'm definitely gonna... a warship with um, what do you call that on the old like triremes where they've got the like the underwater, um, stabby battering rammy thingy. Okay, yeah, I I tell her I need to be 120 yards away at at most. But once I do that, I can I can just drop a whirlpool right under their ship. Just sail, give them a little bit of clearing so you don't get sucked in. And I kind of describe her to her roughly the dimensions. All right, I'm going to give her a morale check because you're asking her to do something crazy and she doesn't understand how good of a spellcaster you are. What is your, um, what is it? Is a loyalty adjust from high charisma? Uh, it's pretty solid. Let me pull up my sheet. Yeah, really you fast. got crazy high charisma. Yeah. D&D, uh, van new. I have like three different van sheets. So hopefully I got the right one. Loyalty base is six. Ooh, so that is a bonus of six on the morale check, um, which is absolutely needed because she had botched that roll. 
so she's about to be like, what the fuck? And then she like looks you up and down and she's like, but he's so handsome. God, <laughs> I maybe if her, I do with this, he'll he'll like me. Okay. I tell her I'll need a little bit of help with this. Um, it takes it takes about ten minutes to cast, and so I'm gonna need her to help me time it correctly, right? She knows she knows her nautical voyages. I know how to drop a whirlpool into into open waters. So let's <laughs> let's combine that knowledge, uh, so that we can we can get it roughly times so that they're going to have to uh, take some immediate evasive action. She'll tell you when you're about ten minutes out. Um, mm. judging by the speed the other ship is approaching, her speeds, and, you know, she'll do a little, mm. a, a quick little bit of mathematics and tell you, all right, we're 10 minutes out, and you can start right. your casting. And, and I don't I think get, there's I any get, like, the others to help stabilize me, uh, the yeah. other henchmen, because I don't, I don't want to risk, like, a, a very sudden rocking of the ship to, to interrupt the spell since it takes so long. Yeah. Well, there's... N- it just happens. I, the boat doesn't... Necessarily it it get risk. a save, yeah. So I it think it just save. gets it's caught. Just in a whirlpool, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time the eighty minutes are up, you will be hella gone. I'm gonna give them a, a navigation or a seamanship check to see mm-hmm. if maybe they can like uh, skirt the edge of it well enough. Okay, it does um, say they're unable to leave by normal movement for the duration. Okay, it does specifically say that. Sure then I don't think the seamanship check is even going to matter. Um, where is I don't, our... I don't know if it can sink them or not. Hopefully not. I'm not trying yeah. to sink a whole ship of people, but... All right, here we go. Seaworthiness. How do I make a seaworthiness <laughs> check? I think it is... See, seaworthiness in Chapter 2. Let's see if they sink. Um, oh, boy. Nautical travel, shipwrecks, grounding. No, we don't want encounters. We must have passed it. Floundering, wind directions, movement, rowing, sailing. Oh, it's not even that big. So that's. I was gonna say maybe they could like sail in circles, but, but it's not really <laughs> big enough for that. No, they're gonna get pulled in, and they might like sail around the rim of it for a little while. Um, <coughs> Here we go. Seaworthiness checks. Blah, 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 blah. Roll a d20 and compare. Okay. So, this ship that they're in has a seaworthiness of... Where did my other table go? Water music is way too peaceful for what we're dealing with here. Hold on. Let's do some of this. And... Some of that. I'm not getting any of the sound from uh, from Discord. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it just took a moment to kick in. Um, do, do, do. <coughs> they are in a. So, oh, they actually have really good seaworthiness. Okay, uh, that's good. I, not... I, I hope I don't sink them. <laughs> Not good enough when you roll a two on the d20. The ship gets caught in the whirlpool. You guys begin to sail past, and that's when you hear the creaking of timbers turning into the cracking of timbers. And you can see the ship has become so sideways that its mast has gotten caught in, I believe, the other side of the whirlpool. How big is this whirlpool? Uh, 80 Uh, feet in, in all dimensions. 
Okay. Or I think it's le- I think it's 16 feet in depth. Uh, 16 feet deep, 80 feet by 80 feet. Okay. Yeah. So it kind of comes in on the side and it's turning. I guess it's a mast isn't long enough to get caught on the other side of the whirlpool then because it's not an 80 foot mast. So uh, I think it's just the the pressure of the ship turning like that. And you look back <laughs> and you can see people like falling off the ship into the whirlpool. Someone loses control of the wheel. Uh, you know, slips and falls, and the ship goes, like, below the horizon of the water. Um, and you can't really see what happens to it, but it looks like it just vanishes in. I was hoping they wouldn't sink, but... Well, they were coming for you. You were pretty I certain think, they were going to ram you. we're all you. just watching from the, uh, from the... Like, we're all watching them just slowly sink. And it says, well... I was hoping it would go a little bit better than that, but I guess it works out. Now nobody's going to tell that story. The assembled crew looks at you in shock and awe. Uh, your henchmen are really realizing now that, okay, we, we are going to go off and maybe die here. <coughs> We've already sunk a ship. We're going to go fight some demons. The die is cast and there is no turning back. Um, it is later that evening when you guys make your way to shore near the shelter wood. Okay. Oh, so it's the same evening? Damn. Uh, yeah, that evening is when you make landfall. I was going to try and give the captain unfailing endurance, but I was I wouldn't be able to do that unless we got there tomorrow. I, I had a, a spell I was going to attempt casting for you, Captain, but I, I suppose it's probably safer for you to leave tonight than, than wait until the next day. Spell? I, I could have um, help, helped with at least your, your lookout. I Something that makes it so you don't need to sleep for a, for a little while. But it's unfortunately, don't worry about it, it's, it's unfortunately not going to, uh, to work out in this case. She nods. Fair enough. Well, here you are. Yes, thank you again. My Good luck pleasure. on the return trip. Hopefully we won't come into any enemy patrols. I don't... I mean, it's the same day, right? Hopefully they won't send another ship out that quickly. Probably not. Uh, They'll put you in a skiff, row you to shore, wish you the best of luck, and leave you there. You will start in the... on the coast of the Shelterwood. Uh, But first, I think we're going to take a short break after our warm-up here, and we'll be back on the other side in a few minutes. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. So, you have made landfall. You have your henchmen with you. Um, Speaking of which, the henchman is a specific role in 2E Dungeons & Dragons that usually you don't get to play with until around this level. And I'm glad that we finally get to mess with henchmen. Yeah, they're like actual henchmen now, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're not paying them. I mean, you probably will end up paying them, but they're here out of Mm -hmm. personal loyalty rather than people you've just hired. You know, they've got a, a deeper connection than that. Yeah. Which is fun. All right. Where are, where is my, I had a map for you. Okay, anyway, you've made landfall. It's nighttime. You've got your three crew members here with you. Um, what's the plan? Are you gonna immediately set out in the night? 
Make camp. Uh, no, like I think morning? traveling at night would be a bad idea. Yeah, let's okay. let's make camp. Let's head a little bit off the coast. I don't I don't know. Some something about that says we should probably get away from the coast a bit. Okay. Yeah, and you then, guys uh, can head inland. Uh, find yeah, a safer spot. Yeah, so we'll, we'll head up somewhere in the woods and make camp for the night. Okay. Um, I will bring you to nothing. We'll just have you camp for the night. It's easy. Mm-hmm. All right. You make camp. Um, you'll all take watches, and I will roll for random encounters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, uh, which watch do you want? Uh, I'll. I tell him I take either the first or the last. Either one. Uh, you're you're the leader, so pick one. I'll take the first watch. Okay. Perfect. And set up some tokens. Maybe we have. Uh, we don't really have much going on the way in tokens. Okay, but it will, you can just use these to see who's what. Mm-hmm. All right, so you said you take the last watch? Uh, first watch. The first watch, they, okay. They can Perfect. figure out amongst themselves whatever whatever order they want to do. Well, it doesn't matter because first watch is when the fun stuff happens. So awesome. give me a perception check as you guys have made camp. Okay, I was wondering what my perception was because I... Uh... We we switched to to two point Neil very late. Mm-hmm. How do you pass? You, what do you? Fifteen. A twenty three? A fifteen? Or no, twenty three on the roll with right. uh, fifteen is my perception score. Nice. Okay. Everything rolled good on Van except for Dex. All right. So you are up one night here, your first night in the woods, mm-hmm. waiting, keeping an eye out on things when you hear some noises to the north of you. I'm going to bring you to a map, bring you to a location on the map, and uh, I guess this is our Van Helsing token. Okay. Um, I hear noises to the north. I'm gonna yeah, it sounds kinda... like the, the crunching of a, a heavy creature moving through the woods. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to try and lure these things into camp. I'm going to walk behind one of our tents that we have set up. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna turn into a very small shrub. Into a very oh, okay. Yeah, uh, and I'll just kind of wait there and see what starts moving into our camp. Okay, um, th- I think you have control over this token now, so go ahead. Oh, cool. and... You said it was coming from the north. Yes, coming from the north. Okay, and our entrance is a little bit to the south. So, in fact, what I think I might do, I might head over to these trees really fast. And once I'm like behind the trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will just turn into a small shrub. All right. You shrub it up. Trying to find tokens for the rest of the party because we're going to need them. Do, do, do. Well, we might need them. Maybe I should just get them once we need them. All right. Uh, Oh, here we go. Here's a female knight. Surprisingly hard to find. Mm -hmm. And a woman with two weapons. That (laughs) might be too much to ask for from our token manufacturers. Is there is there anyone with like just a helmet? <laughs> <laughs> no. Nice, nice androgynous token you can use. Uh no, they're all pretty well defined. I like Darn. this token. This will be our dual wielder, and our we'll need a mage. 
with a sword. Although that's also too much to ask, I think. Which is weird when you think about it, because like the the OG wizard for for most like fantasy influences is Gandalf, and he, and he carries... fought with yeah he yeah. fought with a sword more than he did like any sort of magic. Uh huh. In... Uh huh. Totally. All right. Here's our mage. He looks kind of weird. Sure. Yeah, he looks super weird. It's fine. It works. They all work. Yeah. All right. And they, they were probably all passed out in the tent, actually. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's why we have a tent. So you turn into a tree right here. Yeah. A small shrub is small the... Shrub. It's it's the third level tree, not my okay. not my hardy oak. Not not Van's improved tree spell. <laughs> okay. Um, and the soft crunching comes closer. Mm-hmm. And closer. Mm-hmm. Once they get to about here-ish, like once they're once they're getting pretty close to the camp, or maybe if they mm-hmm. come over here. I'm just going to wait until they get pretty close, and I can just pop out a shrub form and surprise them. Yeah. Uh, you do well on your perception check, and you're peering around. Let me make sure this token is set up properly. There we go. Uh, poking around, do you see this long, green, scaly neck? Uh, looking down from this slight rise nearby. And you quickly recognize a very young green dragon. Oh boy. That has snuck up on your camp. You know, you barely heard it creaking Mm -hmm. through the woods. Okay, green dragons are bad. They're evil. They have chlorine gas. Um, It's young, so that's good. Luckily, the tent entrance is on the other side, so it probably can't gas them through or from behind, right? Hopefully. Yeah, it's because I'm pretty sure the specification for the the green dragon breath weapon is that it's like it's a noxious gas that it spews out, and that's Mm -hmm. why it's so deadly. Um, I'm going to wait and see what it does a little bit and let it come a little bit closer. Sure. Um, It stays quiet for the most part. And it crouches low and watches your camp for, you know, five minutes, ten minutes. About 15 Ooh, wow. minutes after there, it starts to move around okay. this way. Once it, uh... Oh, it's moving, a... okay, it's moving around. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, once it gets to about there, I'm popping out a shrub form. I'm casting slow poison on myself. And I'm running for the tent and yelling, ambush! All right. Well, the dragon is clearly ready. Um, yeah. It might not realize that you were a shrub, but it might, yeah. you know, it's looking at Basically, a camp. Basically, yeah, I'll pop out of it a sh- it'll, it'll be like a little shimmering that a man pops out of a tiny little bush. Mm-hmm. And, uh, All right. Well, the dragon is not surprised. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not attacking it yet. I'm, I'm casting slow poison on myself to see if that helps with the breath weapon, which I imagine it will. I hope so. Uh, but we should roll initiative to see if you can cast slow poison before it can get its breath weapon. And that Great. means combat. 10 plus, let me see what this plus speed is. Slow poison. Come on, we'll cast 10 1. Uh, you roll an eight, which is really good. It's the okay. Dragon 
What size is this dragon? It's definitely at least size large, so you're gonna go first. So why don't you mm -hmm. go while I look up the dragon's exact okay. size and initiative? So slow stats. poison goes off. Mm -hmm. um, if I go first, then after slow poison, I'm gonna run into this tent and I'm gonna shut the flap and yell ambush and get everybody up. All right, you cast slow poison, get into the tent, shut the flap. Everyone wakes up. No one's yep. in their armor. Um, okay. The let's see, Lucila. Uh, Lucila is gonna take a round to strap on her shield at the very least. Okay. While um, Belle is going straight for her weapons, and Frank is grabbing his weapons as well. Cool. I tell them it's it's a it's a young green dragon. Scatter out. Don't don't be clustered together. Uh, let me keep it in front of me. I have armor on. The rest of you need to get behind it. Frank's jaw drops. He's like, what? It's a dra what? A young one. Don't worry about it. Just get ready to act. Okay. The, oh, I hope this isn't related to the other one. The other green dragon that showed up in the area? That showed Not up in this area. The the Mal didn't Malachi and uh, Georg almost murder a green dragon? They did almost murder a green dragon. Yes, yes. And I guess there's no way for you to know this, but this is the sibling of that dragon from the same God brood. Damn it. Both of them. Okay. Hopefully, they don't know that we're that we're. Uh, that we're good. <laughs> Okay. The dragon will... Well, you did throw yourself in the tent. I think it was going to breath weapon you anyway. I, I um, shut the flap very specifically because I want to like not let any sort of um, noxious fumes into the tent. A cloud of poisonous chlorine gas, 50 feet long, yep. 40 feet wide. So it's going to need to get a little bit closer <laughs> to breath weapon. So it comes to about here. It wants to make sure the breath weapon gets all up in your business. Yeah. Uh, 30 feet high, creatures in the clouds save for half damage, blah, 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 blah. All right, but you are in the tent. Yeah, and I've so, shut the flap very specifically. A, a heavy gust of wind pushes against the side of the tent. Uh, the shut flap keeps most of the gas out, but there are small cracks here and there <laughs> and underneath where a little bits of green noxious fume comes in, fumes come in. I'm gonna say you are in a really well defended position, so we're gonna give people saving throws versus breath weapon. On failure, Is you'll take no. a quarter damage, okay, and, and on pass, on, you'll on take pass zero. You take none. Yeah. Okay, and I'm curious, for me, do I need to, since I have slow poison, is my curiosity. Ooh. This, the way we've done it in the past is slow poison mm -hmm. will apply uh, retroactively. And then any poison you took on during that period that you failed will will damage you after its effect. Right. Um, chlorine gas is poisonous, so yeah, I think for you, you can just make your saving throw later. Okay. In in eight hours, you can make your saving throw. <laughs> okay. So, uh, why don't you roll me a d20 for Lucille's saving throw? Okay. Uh, d20 for quarter damage. That's a pass. Sheila. Lovely. And for Bell, same thing. That should be a pass. Uh, versus Breath Weapon, it certainly is. And for Frank. Come on, Frank. Nope, Frank is going to take that quarter damage. Yeah, he needed a 15. Okay, he's going to take a quarter damage. And our dragon is age class. Right. 
number. I think I have one too many D8s here. Oh, that's a lot of sixes. Okay. Thank God it's all quartered. Yeah, that'll be nice. <sighs> um, so we're looking at. What is this? Uh, 10, 19, plus 3 is 12, plus 2 is 14, plus 5 is 19, plus 4 is 23 divided by four is six damage. I guess we round down to five damage. Okay. Okay, excellent. Why don't you roll me your henchman's um, HP? Frank is 3d10 plus 3d6. Okay. Uh, do people start with like a base for level one or do they nope. just roll it? They okay. just roll it. Does he have a con modifier? Nope. Okay, he's got 28 HP. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, Bell? Has uh, 6010. Oh no, Bell, right? 6010. Yeah. Any mods for these two? Nope. Okay, just 6010. 44 for her. Ooh, very nice. And the other is 7010. Yeah, Lucilla used to have con mods, but she lost those. Wow. Okay. She got old. Not terrible. It's no. okay. This actually works out really well. The person in high armor has low HP relative to the person in low armor, and ranked mm-hmm. it good. Okay, so he took five Six. damage. Oh yeah, five. So he's down to twenty-three. Excellent. All right, uh, and let's roll initiative for next round. Okay. Do I want to do this? I think I do. Let me see what the casting time is. So you get to roll. You are our dual wielder, so you're gonna roll five and five is ten. Uh, six on the casting time, but I gotta do it. I gotta do you're it. Do a seven. Yep. Okay. And you are going to do. Let me make sure that it six. does what I need. How long is it again? Dragon. Um, I think the dragon's size is huge, so he's got a modifier of nine. Uh, Zoom is telling me my connection's unstable. I might be dropping out. Oh, are you? I might Wait, be. I don't know. I'm getting messages. No, 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 just from you. I might oh. be in and out from you for a moment. I wasn't speaking much, so it might have just been that. No, uh, Zoom said, your connection is unstable. Be careful. Okay. Well, there we go. I roll 15. Alrighty. Uh, then Heelson gets a 15. I don't think I have an initiative button, so I can't really... Oh, I can change it myself, though. Yeah. I'll, I'll update it on my own. Cool. Uh, for some reason, there's no initiative buttons here. I think that's because Hardcore Heroes is old, and I hadn't figured out how yeah, to do I never buttons set it at the time. Alright, so the first one is <laughs> Frank. Um, he will... I guess he doesn't need to hold his breath, and the gas does not persist for an additional round. So, but he holds his breath anyway, comes out of the tent, and bolts to come up to here on this point, from mm-hmm. which he will cast a second level, or a you know magic missile at third level for 2d4 plus 2 damage. Uh, ooh, okay. hitting the dragon for 9. Nice. And... The dragon has many hit dice. Yes. 
Even a young one, of course. All right, here we go. I'm gonna mark its hit dice. And you should be able to see an HP bar? Yeah. All right, so he takes nine damage, which is not, you know, it's nothing to shake a stick at. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, our knight, Lucila, will be putting on her shield at this point, so that's her entire turn. Yep. Can I modify um, my action, actually? Uh, yeah, I'm going last anyway, so it's fine. Sure. I'm just going to attack. I want to kill this thing. It's a green dragon. They're evil. They need to die. Yeah. The dragon will go at the same time as Bell. Uh, you did tell Bell that you, she should that you're going to go front, so yeah. she waits. Uh, she'll just delay okay. her turn until 16, which means the dragon comes on in and is going to make attacks at the tent. He can't see you, so he gets minus four to hit, mm-hmm. um, and he's going to have to just pick squares that he hopes someone is in. So there are four which... of them. I'm going to pick them at random. Oh, okay. I was going to suggest the tent flap because he, uh, like, I was holding it shut. I assume he figured That's that true. much. That is true. Okay. So we will go uh, claw, claw, bite. Yep. Oh, that's a D6. Oh my god. He targets all four attacks at the tent, or all three attacks at the tent flap. Okay. Minus four to hit. I have 20. Okay. So the claw comes in with a 26 to hit. That hits. The next claw comes in with a 15 to hit. No. Sorry, 14 to hit. And the last claw is a 13. So the first one will strike you okay. for 1d8 plus 4 damage. Uh, 10 damage to you with the first claw. And the tent is, I think at this point, wrecked by the dragon slashing with his claws mm-hmm. and biting with it. The whole <laughs> thing is just ruined. Um, okay. And everyone's position is revealed. Van Helsing's turn. All right. I am going to shout, I will smite you, Shadow Spawn! And I'm gonna, I'm gonna run around this thing to its backside. All right. And uh, get ready to, uh, to hit it with wind shear here. The dragon changes his positioning to face <laughs> you as you circle around him. There's like a wicked grin uh, as these large teeth like hang out over its lip as if it's been waiting for someone to give it a proper threat. 24. I doubt Ooh. that clears by five. Or it might. It might have 19 AC. AC 20. Damn. Okay. So, so close. It's, yeah. So D8 plus three. Uh, he takes eight points of damage from that hit. Very solid. Mm-hmm. All right. Up next is our dual wielding fighter. She's already grabbed her stuff. She slips out of the tent right after you turn the dragon around and gets two attacks from the back. Uh, First is at plus 10, the other is at plus eight, plus two for back attacks. So the first one comes in with a 23 and the next one is a 26. Neither of them are crits. No, Um, unfortunately. So she will do uh, two plus six is eight with the first attack. Mm -hmm. And the second attack is going to be, ooh, eight plus four is 12. The dragon is already below half hit points and Mm -hmm. is stunned, struck, frustrated, surprised. It was just a small little fire with no one around it. And now the dragon's in trouble. Yep. Let's roll initiative. Uh, no, we have the second fighter to go. Uh, she's putting on her the... shield. Oh, right. She's kind of right. right. 
All right, so the dragon gets eight and nine is 17. Dual wielder gets a seven. Knight gets a, four, a 13. And the wizard is gonna use his last magic missile and with a four. And Van's going with a four as well. Wow. All right. Go for it, Van Helsing. You've yeah, got the dragon's attention. Round. Second one's not to the end, though. 14 to hit won't do it. No way. Uh, our spellcaster throws down another magic missile. One, oops, 2d4 plus two. And we'll hit the dragon for near to max damage again. Nice. The dragon is in serious trouble. Yeah. Um, our back attack fighter makes a roll to hit with a uh, 17 is no good. And an 18 is no good. Um, we still have one more. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. The Here we go. Our full armored knight, well, I guess she's just got the shield now, comes yeah. out to the side. She's going to make attacks at plus 10 and then two for back attack. So she'll score a 15 and 12 is 30. No. 27. 27. I can do math, I swear. Um, and that will hit for yep. five and four is nine damage. Oh, yep. bringing it low, so low. The dragon gets a turn. Mm -hmm. It is not psyched about the conditions <laughs> it finds itself in. So it's going to you. It's going to make a withdrawal action. Uh, and mechanically, the dragon sort of like whips its tail back and forth to give you, you know, make you guys flinch and cower for a moment before it scampers this direction. Um, and after it gets maybe 30 feet or so, it spreads its wings and takes to the air at single digit HP. Can't, we'll oh, it. I can't fly at this point. It's too wounded. Can't wounded. fly? Creatures that are too wounded can't fly, they have to land. Ooh, you are right. I mean, it's at two out of 57, so I think it's well past the falling yeah, threshold. Yeah, it's like 30% or something. I do want to look it up, because that is a rule I forget often, mm -hmm. and I want to remember it. Yeah, and I think withdrawal only gives it a third of its movement, so mm -hmm. I think even a fast dragon we can catch up to in that time. Flying page 171 of the DMG. Good memory for these obscure rules. Yeah. Uh, let me check, because I think withdrawal lets you follow in the moment, which means that the fighter and I might get our second attacks. Uh, if we, yes. If we have to follow. Our dragon is going to be pretty quick, but I think with, at one third movement, you can still follow after. Yeah, a half move would be 60. Mm hmm. Alright, I can't find it right now. I'll find it later. Uh, okay. So you and... I guess you can all chase after it if you want. Yeah. I, I shall chase it, finish it off. Okay, I will give your companions morale checks to see if they can do so. They have a plus six modifier from your high charisma. The younger knight fails. The... Oh, wow, they both, like, botched their rolls. Older knight doesn't go for it. Wasn't she looking to die? She was looking for a good death. She absolutely is, but... Uh, okay. She rolled terribly on her morale. That's fine. So, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll chase it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the back attack here for my second attack. All right. So I, I'm up here. Follow it. 
and d20 plus 8 is an 18. Damn it. Are you including plus 2 for back attack? Yes, that, that was with the plus 2. I, I assume I'm at plus 6. I have plus 2 for the weapon, plus nothing from strength, and then plus 4 from being a cleric, so it's 2 for 3. Yeah, so it's not yeah. until next level that I get uh, another plus 2. All right. Uh, we roll initiative. All the right. wizard is going to try and cast a web spell. I don't know if it's going to work on the dragon, but he's going to try. So that's going to be casting time three. The dragon goes at 10, which is actually the lowest it can go at, but that's still pretty atrocious. Um, dual wielder goes at 14. Old knight goes at 15. Van goes at seven. Yeah. Nice. All right. Or, oh no, it should be six, but it doesn't matter. I don't think. No. Uh, so our wizard will chug down the hill, our fighter wizard, to mm -hmm. a point within range. Ooh, it's dark. I'm gonna give him a perception check to see if he can actually spot you guys in the darkness. Natural 20, he throws down a web spell. The dragon makes a saving throw. Natural one, the dragon is webbed. Okay. Um, and cannot move, so it's your turn, Van. I guess okay. it's back uh, to Do I get a bonus up. for the, uh, the web? Like, if it can't move, isn't that an auto hit? Uh, no, it gives it a penalty to its AC okay. of two, I believe. Okay, so plus 10 then, the back attack. Spell mm -hmm. 29, oh, that should oh, crit. Oh, 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 oh. That does plus, crit. Uh, it takes six points of damage. That's, That's fine. not a lot, but, but it, it should still do it. It's a two HP dragon, so the six points just hack into this vulnerable spot on its back legs. You hit the sp the the back of the spine. The legs kind of flatten out, and you can tell that the dragon is paralyzed from the hips down. And I think the the crit is you just stepping up and finishing it off at that point. Um, and the dragon collapses in a, a huff. All of its you know internal gases slowly leaking out of it in this long like. <sighs> And you know, as you die, all of your sphincters all over your body loosen. Yeah, so it's it not just, just the lungs, but it shits itself. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're standing right behind it, so like Van <laughs> yeah, gets up it, to his like ankles and dragon shit when he when yeah, you kill it course. this way. That's 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 how it goes. Um, mm -hmm. oh, I'll walk well, back and say, well, I, the tether wilds are dangerous, but I can't say I was expecting that much. Your assembled party members come, you all gather back around the fire again, uh, and they look surprised with Frank saying, you didn't say anything about a dragon. I mean, I didn't I'm not... know there was a dragon. Well, the only dragons I know of are in the Shadow Mountains, past Shirebrook. There's no dragons in the Shadow Mountains. I know all there... about all the dragons in the world, and there are no dragons in the Shadow Mountains. I've done extensive uh, studies on the subject. I, I, I have seen said Shadow Dragon. And I just, I just kind of leave it at that and say, so uh, I think this might change our plans a little bit. Dragon parts could be quite valuable. Is anyone here particularly nimble with their fingers? I'm, I'm not very good at it myself. Could they? Is, does anyone know how to skin something like this? They all like cast a glance through the darkness at the huge dragon, and then look back at you and be like, um, "What are we gonna do with it once we skin it?" Well, scales could be quite valuable if we just sell them directly, but we could also have them fashioned into armor. There are some agreements 
here. Also, I'm going, I need to take its head. I, I'm going to try and create a skull out of it. I haven't had a dragon skull in ages. I sold mine to the church. They look a little bewildered at this <laughs> notion. Um, and they, I get, they're, um, well, I suppose, but doesn't that get in the way of our, our primary mission? What are we going to do with it? We don't have a way home. Which, right? If oh, we the cut skull, the head the skull, and... is, the skull is not a trophy. It's a... Uh, one of my spells could make use of it. Oh. But the scales, what, what, what will we do with them? Will we Armor. abandon our, our mission? Well, I mean, supposedly it will take a bit of time. We could go... I doubt we're going to go to Heatstroke and not come back. There's a very good chance we'll be returning to Stromheim at least once. So take the scales and take them to Stromheim? Yeah, have somebody start fashioning armor for one of you. Okay, this, they seem to be in agreement that this is fine. Um, they just want to work out some logistics with you. Yeah, uh, There's no, like, cart to haul all these trophies or scales away. Oh, I mean, scales should be reasonably manageable, right? We can put those in the chest. Um, Enough to make armor? Yeah, I mean, like, because a lot of it is, there's, like, a backing to it, right? But then the scales should be pretty light. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. I guess, because how much is it? It's, like, 40 pounds or something? Worst case scenario, we could always strap it to the chest. Right, up on top. Tie scales and dragon bits to the chest and have the chest hop <clears throat> well, away with it them? it depends. If, I, don't, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if it would, sorry about that. If it would be, uh... I don't, I don't know if you, like, cut off the whole height of the dragon scales and all, or if you take the scales separately. But it seems like if you take the scales separately, that would be pretty trivial to put into the mm -hmm. chest. And mm -hmm. if you do the hide, you should be able to tie it, since it's all connected together in a big piece. You speak truly. Okay. Uh, the party will wait till morning, I suppose, to do this. And mm -hmm. then come morning, you guys can hack up a dragon for its various parts, attach them to a chest... Um, and then head towards Stromheim. It'll probably take you, I don't yeah. know, the better part of the day to get this. Wow, two 20s and a 19 on your checks to scale it. I was going to say good. it would take you the better part of the day to to cut it down, but with rolls like that, I think you guys managed to... Get it done in the morning. Yeah, it just, like, it comes out right away. Your, your three people are eager to get this dragon scaled and get on their way with their mission. Okay. Um, I have an idea, actually, when I memorize spells in the morning. Mm -hmm. Something that we haven't done in a long while because we haven't had, oh. we haven't, we haven't needed to. <laughs> um, oh, I remember Jeeves having so much trouble with this. Okay. Uh, I'm going to swap out a couple of spells here really fast because we're not in the sea anymore. Um, how dense are these woods? Could a, could a carriage feasibly move through it? No. Okay. Um, so I'm going to suggest that we start traveling out of the woods for a start mm -hmm. uh, and get somewhere that a, a cart with wheels could could feasibly travel. Sure. Yeah, that is out of the woods. Or once you're out of the woods, then you'll be in an area that will be more easy to traverse. Uh, let me look at the map here really fast. Ah, perfect. Um, I suggest to the group that we're probably best off not going too deep into the tether wilds because there's some nasty shit there. Uh, I ask if anyone knows if Pittsburgh is still standing. Your young mage will consult his notes. Just the same as my notes. I have done extensive studies of the area over here. Mm -hmm. It is very fascinating to me. 
unfortunately, Pittsburgh was one of the first towns to fall to the dragons. Uh, they, the dra not the dragons, the, uh, the, the demons. In that case, we should probably travel along here. And, and how do you get it to do like the multi-prong thing? Uh, right clicks. What? As you drag, then right click. Oh, AM. okay. They changed it. I suggest it. It we used travel to be... along. Yeah, it used to be shift, wasn't it? Uh, or space or something like that, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I suggest we go here. I know Misty Rapids fell, but perhaps Cauldron might still be might still be up. Not sure, but we should travel to the road, uh, going going along the edge of the swamp, but not in it. Hopefully keeping bordered between the Tether Wilds and the Bogwood should keep us away from any of the particularly nasty things that both of them hold. Hmm. They agree. Um, and you guys can head out of the shelter wood that day. Okay. Um, and once we're out of the woods, I'm going to cast Solipsism. Ooh. Um, and I tell them, I, I warn them in advance, this is going to be a bit awkward, but you're going to have to try to believe this. It only works if you believe it. And that might sound a little bit weird, like it doesn't make any sense, but you'll see what I mean. And then I'm going to solipsism a carriage pulled by a few horses. Mm -hmm. uh, Lucila nods her head quickly and goes, I understand the power of faith. You are a worshiper of cheese. And she will actually get down on one knee, put her sword in the dirt and mm -hmm. say a few prayers to cheese to, you know, help her with her beliefs. Perfect. Uh, Frank sort of rolls his eyes and mutters something under his breath about stupid divine magic. Don't you know that, you know, trying to borrow power from the gods is sort of a silly way of going about things, but I guess if it gets a job done, it's fine. But, you know, you really should draw power from your own self. And he mutters to himself about these things. <laughs> but he's on board. Mm -hmm. um, and Belle just rolls with the flow. She's got nothing to say about it. Uh, let's make some saving throws. Yep. Uh, breath weapon is the save against. And I assume you can just repeat them. So that's mm -hmm. how we've done it before. Right. Illusion Solid. remains in effect for as long as the priest continues to concentrate on it, so it doesn't have a set duration, as long as I don't get struck until he is rendered unconscious. Characters trying to believe the reality of solipsism. Illusion must make a saving throw versus breath weapon, modified by the... By their, the their wisdom. Successful means they believe it. Failure means they cannot conceive. It's just like a hazy thing that doesn't have any corporeal effect to them. And you can make one attempt per round. Yep. And what's its duration? As long as I concentrate on it. Uh, before doing this, I'm going to go ahead and cast my healing spells. So I'm going to go ahead and heal myself for six, and that's good enough. As long as you concentrate yes. or until you're struck in combat or rendered yep. unconscious. 42. Do I really need that extra four? Nah. The priest can move normally and may engage in combat, but is unable to cast any spells. Wow, mm -hmm. that's fantastic. All right. So we don't even need to roll for it because they can spend half an hour trying to believe it until yeah. the carriage I think, I appears. Think, yeah, some people believe it at first, and then Van like walks into the carriage and they see him like floating in a hazy mist, and then everyone else like tries to get their shit together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any object, creature, or force? Wow. Yeah, it's a weird spell. Yeah, it's really strong. Okay, well, you all hop into the solipsismed carriage, <laughs> and it'll last in yeah. until you fall asleep, I guess. Yeah, and I think, let me double check, but I believe people who don't believe the illusion uh, do see, like, a misty thing, right? It's still, like, they see something, but it doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Which might still obscure our, our forms when we're inside the carriage is all, is all I was really Right. I think they, it's like a ghostly carriage or a misty carriage. It's some sort of like weird, not quite real thingy. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you can make some progress. And I suppose you'll just do this day in and day out until you get where you need to go? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know how fast carriage movement is relative to foot movement, but it should be faster. Uh, yeah, it should be faster. Are, aren't they 48 movement speed or something like that? They're they're 24, which is twice people's. Oh, uh, 24. Um, yeah. But the I think the carriage over... Can they like, force march since they're not real? <laughs> they can go... I mean, it'll last until you fall asleep, really. So if you unfailing endurance yourself and then cast solipsism, yeah. you could travel all day and all night. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you will move through the tether wilds uh, at a, you know it's a bumpy road a trail because you're not mm. actually on a road and the carriage has no shock absorbers right so it's every single bump of the road is like a <laughs> it's a, not a comfortable journey but you're not here for your comfort um, mm. and it's going to be well like 52 miles so that'll take you a couple of days at a uh, You'll be going a little bit slower than 24 because of the uncomfortable, unfavorable terrain. Right. Are um, we able to force march since it's uh, yeah. a... Yeah. So that brings us up to 36, right? Which then probably drops back down to 24. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, it'll be a day or so until you get to Cauldron, which you arrive at, and find the area burned, ruined, smoke rises from a few buildings here. And I guess not. There's no more smoke. That was a... A year ago now? Hmm. When, when were the demons coming in? All my times it's are messed up. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's been a the year. The demons get Misty Rapids when we were, yeah. It's, yeah. It's been quite some time. Okay, so you come through Cauldron, and it's just a a wasteland. You know, there's okay. nothing left here at all. Um, in that case, I guess I'll just keep on going. Unfailing Endurance lasts up to eight days, so we could just push straight into Stromheim. Yeah. You guys can push down the road 43 miles to Stromheim, much faster along this route. Yeah. Uh, as you approach Stromheim... I'm, I'm going to end the carriage before we come into view of the, the walls and suggest we walk the rest of the way so that we don't... Uh, you know, after after a uh, barrage of ghostly demon spirits attacked Eridon, they might be a little bit spooked by a spectral carriage approaching the city. Mm-hmm. As you approach the, the city, maybe... 20 miles out still you can see burned farmland around you um mm -hmm. looks semi recently burned actually like within maybe the last month or so mm -hmm. um, and small bits of destroyed villages and as you get close enough that you want to dispel your your spell you will see a few actual standing farms closer to the capital uh still with fields in them with people i guess it's the middle of winter right now so there's not much farming going on. The fields are laying fallow. Maybe some people are tending to their flocks uh, and their herds. And you will also see a patrol of six mounted knights uh, trotting down the road at a nice pace, hmm. heading your direction. Okay. Um, once I see them sort of heading our way, I'll just kind of stop where I am and wait for them to catch up. Hmm. Okay. They arrive. They have uh, they have lances, which are always sort of drawn, but they're not mm -hmm. actively threatening you. You yeah. are in ar heavy armor, though. 
which is not to be unexpected in this area. The lead knight will call out to you. He's a, an older gentleman with a you know, a impressive mustache and a, a long beard that hangs out from underneath his plate mail helmet. Um, and he calls out to you, Ho oh there, traveler! What brings you to Stromheim Vale? Well, Matt, I'm Van Helsing, cleric of Cheese. I come here on matters related to the demon invasion that plagued Eridon a year back, and its effects can still be seen all around us. They can. They can be felt in the city, too. Yes, I understand most of it has been dealt with, but Heatstroke remains a, uh, a source of consternation. Well spoken. That is the matter on which I come here. I was hoping... I, I hear Joris. Uh, the wizard Joris is in, is in town. If you need him to vouch for me, he, he knows me personally. Um... Shit, when... Joris was in jail, he did get out, and I gotta figure out what day he got out of jail. Ah. Uh. Uh, give me just one moment to dig through calendars. Okay. I should have figured this out ahead of time. I knew we were coming here. Uh, when did Joris get set free? Thank God that I have these calendars. <laughs> August, September, November, December, January. Hmm. Cauldron, Copper Hill, Stromheim. Okay, he is still in jail right now. Okay. Perfect. The knight says to you, uh, the traitor, Joris? Traitor? The, yes, the traitor, Joris. What has he done? Last I heard, Theft. he was still... Theft from the crown. Valuable things, long ago. And he has refused to return them. Things that could change the fate of our country. He keeps them secret to himself. The queen will not let him go for any reason. But if you are looking to head to Heatstroke, I'm sure you can find respite in town. Continue on your way, traveler. Thank you. And I'll, uh, I'll continue down the road. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys can make it to the walls of Stromheim. And they're in a bit of a sorry state. Mm -hmm. um, well, the walls are actually quite fine. The, the people around it aren't so great. There are, there's like a small tent town that has built up against the, the walls of the city. The, the portcullis is down and there are guards standing on the other side. There are some peasants near the front, near the, the gates, who are pleading with the guards to let them in. And the guards are just shaking their heads or saying nothing at all mm -hmm. and keeping the peasants back when the four of you arrive at the gates uh, being, you know, chasing a chest which <laughs> hops down the road towards the city. Uh, the site is to, something to behold, and as the you arrive... With the, with, with the head of a dragon strapped to the top of it as well. <laughs> right. Uh, the peasantry gets the hell out of the way of the hopping chest with the dragon head. The guards at the what? gate scratch their head and call for backup. Uh, the knights have long since left and are patrolling the road somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you arrive at the gates. Well met. I am I am Van Helsing, cleric of Chiefs, and I make a quick bow. Uh, 
Um, hello, Van Helsing, cleric of cheese. May I enter the city? I come here with a, a proposition for the Queen of Stromheim. Uh, quick, uh, can, uh, what's with the chest and the dragon head? We were accosted by a green dragon in the woods and slew it where, where it attacked us. Dragons are rather valuable. I can't let such a, such a useful tool go to waste. Um, is it dangerous? Not anymore. Is it? What's <laughs> making the chest hop? Oh, that's I'm a I'm a cleric. I I put a simple enchantment on it. It's a bit, <laughs> it's not not quite its intended purpose, but it's working quite well for travel. Uh huh, uh huh. There's a a pause as the guard like whispers to the other guard <laughs> and who and then comes back to he's like um give me a moment this is a bit of an unusual situation we're not we're not prepared for this hold on i i have I'm to go ask my superior officers okay. and uh he scurries hey, off and comes back and there's a long conversation on the other side of the gate as like some guards and a knight are talking back and forth uh, and you can see that they're confused and a little afraid but you are a cleric of cheese and you do sort of have a dragon head, which works both in your favor and against you. Yeah, and I'm like um, I'm in full like full plate armor. I, I look pretty uh, like well off, right? If you look at somebody mm -hmm. in full plate, they're probably at least upper middle class. At yeah, that point. and it's not just full plate; it's fancy ass full plate, right? Yeah. You've got like this yeah, nice adorned stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eventually, the knight comes to the gate and goes, "All right, Van Helsing, cleric of cheese, you can come in." Um, and you can keep your weapons, because you're a cleric, but your companions have to turn them in. No one's allowed to carry weapons in the city anymore. I see. And, um... Might I, uh... One of the weapons that my companions carries is a very personal weapon to me. Would it be fine if I carried two swords myself? That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Uh, and the other caveat is, uh, we, we're gonna have to hold your... stuff, he says, pointing to the chest. There's a, uh, a safe house. We will keep it in. I will personally vouch for its safety and protection uh, on my honor. But, um... Okay. It's mostly I, rations. And I, can I take the head and the hide? I was hoping somebody in Stromheim would be able to treat these things. I assume you still have tanners available in the city. We do, and they are in need of good employment and good money. Uh, perhaps we can have them come pick it up at the gate. I'm a little concerned what the people will think if a dragon head hops down the street. I'm worried that it might cause panic and stampedes. Sure, sure. And, I'll, you uh, know. Do, do you have anything you could write up really fast? I, I can go employ a tanner myself and send them to the gate to pick up the materials. Of course. Uh, he will write you a, a receipt for everything, and he promises to watch your stuff personally. Mm -hmm. Um which is fine. It's it's aside from the dragon stuff. It's basically just a big chest of rations. Right. Right. Okay. And you guys can get let into the city. Cool. And I, um, I warn him, uh, you can't get too close to the chest, or it will try to hop away. There's there's nothing I can do about that. So set it in a nice tucked away corner, and it should stay there. Hopefully. He, he goes to pick it up, and it hops away from him. And um, he goes, "Well, um, I, here I can. We can we can direct it in." <laughs> Because slowly hurt it into this building. <laughs> I, I'll um, drag it myself. I can, I can drag it. <laughs> okay. 
if you I guess if you hold it and someone else holds it, it'll you can pick it I up. I can't really go maybe. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you between the four or five of you, you managed to <laughs> herd this chest into a, the the room where they store all the weapons that they take off people. And you can mm-hmm. see that they're all like neatly arranged. Like this person's stuff is here. This person. It's like the cubby system that you might have in a, a preschool. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's got their, their cubby of sh- crap. Okay. Um, um, I ask if he has any cloth I could I could, uh, wrap my swords in. I don't want to make anybody worried. Yeah, he will give you a, a sheet of canvas to wrap your stuff in. Okay. All right. Um, and you guys head on in to the capital. You can make your way. Uh, well, first you want to go get a tanner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll apprise them the situation and and show the receipt and say the mm-hmm. materials are in the guardhouse. It's a bit of an unusual order. They're dragon parts. Um, I one of one of my companions here could certainly use the armor uh, from the scales, and then hopefully, uh, would you be able to cure the head? I need the skull very specifically. The tanner will do it. He is excited to work with dragon bits. He's never mm-hmm. had an opportunity before, and everyone, all, all the people in his realm, sort of, you know, this is the, the goal, right? Yeah. Um, I'll offer him 20 gold pieces for the job. Okay. Let me pull up that's a lot. <laughs> some stuff here for the for the head or for the armor as well, because the armor should be uh, a little more expensive than that. Oh yeah, the the armor is probably more expensive. I'm mostly just looking to get everything cured right now, sure. and then we can we can look into getting armor commissions. Perfect. After. He he can cure all the shit right now. That'll be fine. Let me okay. just look up. So we actually made Ferris armor smithing. Here we go. Yeah. This is how we do this shit. So it takes. I want to figure out. I want to give us at least a, a ballpark idea of how long it'll take you to make this. Each... I think it was a week per attempt on a part. Right. Okay. And then there were three parts of the armor. So a full set, depending on how much material you have to work with, I guess. I don't know how much we took off the dragon. It was pretty big. So mm-hmm. probably like at least two sets worth would be my guess. Right, right. Okay, so furthermore, once it can be made, uh, so the body is three parts and the limbs are two parts, so minimum of five weeks to make mm-hmm. um, a, a, f- a full suit of dragon scale. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so he he says it'll take him maybe uh, three or four days to cure the head and mm-hmm. the you know cure it all. And uh, he will look into armor smiths and leather smiths and whatnot that can make this into armor on your behalf. He recommends the Red Bear Inn uh, as it's close to his tannery. And thank you. Yeah. Ooh, that was Is really that... loud thunder. Ah. Uh... Yeah, and we're just about our hour break here, so why don't we take a break, and when we come back, we will look into talking with the queen, getting some armor made, and all of that jazz. We'll see you on the other side of our break. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. So, you're in town. You're staying at this inn, unfortunately located just down the street from a tanner, but this is a time when tanneries are allowed in cities, and cities are just terrible. There's, like, no sewage, there's no drains, 
There's just shit and piss and disease in the streets, and life Wait, is generally miserable. Nope, nope, no sewers. Who the fuck builds this? Uh, whatever. Well, sewers took a long time to be developed, man. For a while, yeah, people but so just... did cities. That's true. That's true. Well, this this is a city without a sewer system, so <laughs> it just it reeks. Everything smells in here, and Oof. after a week or so, your nose will adjust, and you won't really notice it as much. But for the time being, it is stanky. Um, That's great. And while you're oh. hanging out at this place, your tanner comes right on back to you mm -hmm. uh, after getting to the, you know, the stuff. And he comes back sort of excitedly and says, uh, excuse me, uh, so your father Van Helsing, right? Yes. Great. I mentioned casually to one of my other uh, friends companions, colleagues, who works with uh, Leather Armor, and he said he would be honored to make some Leather Armor for the great Van Helsing. Apparently he is a, a personal fan of yours. He's heard hmm. of your um, <clears throat> goings-on in uh, he said Shirebrook, perhaps? Yes, we, the... we, we hail from Shirebrook, originally. It's It's been a while. Well, he said he would be honored to make your armor. Um, then I was, you know, during the course of our conversation, one of the other leather workers nearby came up and uh, said that he was more interested in the job too. So um, I just hmm. thought I should let you know that you have two willing leather workers to. Uh... I see. Do you have? Uh, do do you do you know anything about them? Do either of them have experience with with this sort of? I mean, I assume most don't have experience with dragon leather, but with fashioning armor. Certainly. What, what about their They're, reputations? They are both fantastic leather workers. Um, I, hmm. I, I might be a little bit biased, but I think my my friend and colleague and the, the fan of yours would be the, the better worker. He um, did offer first. Seems mm -hmm. only fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also taken an account of the amount you've brought with you, uh, and it appears we have enough for um, three sections of armor, you know, three breastplates, three three limbs, one of each and one of the others. Uh, um, I would be happy to help oversee and manage the, the finer details of this project to allow a great man as yourself the time to do whatever that, uh, whatever the, the high things that you need to do would be. Well, no, allow me to meet me. this tanner at least. I'd like to uh, to meet a man who knows me personally. All right, he will take you to his friend, whose name is Tanner as well. Um, unfortunate for the kid. Yeah. Uh, let's figure out who Tanner is. Randomizer, NPC randomizer. Tanner is a human male. He is six one, one hundred eighty two pounds, forty five years of age, and. And as you get brought to his shop, you can see that there are uh, symbols of Nadinus, like carved into the poles around mm -hmm. where he works. And, uh, you know, there's a big plaque of Nadinus adorning the front door to his house. And he's okay. out there uh, uh, currently, like, you know, sifting his urine, getting it ready for, for tanning. Yep. Uh, which one is Nadinus? I don't know. She don't is the goddess of uh, nature, I believe. Okay. I hope I said that right. It should be Nadinus. <laughs> yes, Nadinus, the goddess of nature, one of the big okay. six, big seven. Well, Matt's friend, I, I hear you're looking to do the uh, the armor commission. 
his eyes go wide, his jaw drops a little bit, and he hurries over, gives a, a stiff and deep bow, and then grasps your hand in both of his, and says, Oh, Father Van Helsing, I have heard so much about your stories. I, 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 I'm really? a, a, oh, absolutely. There were some Ooh. refugees from Shirebrook that came this way, and before then I had heard about there was this thing with the, the, the Baroness's daughter in Anvil, right? Right? Oh, yes, and, and, yes. And, and uh, a, a woman you rescued from a tower once, and and uh, you crossed the Shadow Mountains. I've heard all about your stories. Yes, they're they're not all quite so glamorous, but I suppose we have done everything there. Is it true that you and your companions defeated an entire legion of armed men in Redport with a fireball spell? Kind of. It's a little complicated. Um, yeah, not, not, I wouldn't say defeated. That, that was a bit of a, a bit of an unfortunate incident. Nonsense. When, when a hundred men come to kill you, that, that's what you have to do. Yes, sometimes. Really, more it was the, uh, the quick burst of damage followed by a very, uh, covert escape. I think things might have gotten a little bit exaggerated. A hundred men would overwhelm even me. Oh, I, I don't know. You, I, you, you have the power of the gods at your side, and no one can go wrong with that. I also hear that you're a master stonesmith. That, that is definitely an exaggeration. I was as a child, but I, I'll, I'll never match a dwarf. I've never met a man so accomplished and humble as you. Uh, it would be a great honor to, to make your armor for you. Of course, of course. May, may I see some of your previous work? I was hoping to uh, to come and evaluate it. Of course. And he takes you over to some suits of leather armor that he's got sitting around, and he's like, well, you know, these are the ones that people haven't bought for whatever reason or another. They're, they're actually my lesser works. All my great stuff has already been sold. Um, Let's see. Uh, and he'll bring you to a pair of gloves that are um, re- very well stitched, and, you know, they're sized for his hands, and he'll put them on, and the fingers will come just perfectly to the end with no extra nubs. They'll fit tightly around his hands so there's no like looseness to it um you know mm-hmm. it's like modern stitching levels of things you know it's right. fantastic um you could say that they are quality 30 gloves okay uh looking at the gloves and then looking at some of the armory show me does the stitching pattern look the same like do they look like they say because different people mm-hmm. stitch differently right they use different patterns right do they, do they look saying. like the same pattern uh yes they do okay Hmm. I see. Well, I, I don't mean to, uh, I don't mean to come across as rude, friend. Do you have any, gloves are all well and good, but we need the full, the full piece, right? We need the, the sort of a breastplate and, and the limbs as well. Right. I myself has never worked with dragon scale before, but I have always wanted to. It's been a childhood dream of mine. You know, you grew up with the name of Tanner and and you, you know what your life is going to be from the day that you're born. And this would be, um, you know, I've made some things out of, a, what do you call it, displacer beast hide in the past. Mm. That was a that was a fun job. But um, dragon scale. I could retire on that. I mean, not uh, monetarily, but, you know. I could hang my hat on telling that, the so story, right? Yes, yes. Hmm. Well, very well. You have the job. 
what uh what kind of payment do you what kind of compensation do you consider fair for this this work um he does some quick mental calculations saying that well five weeks to it'll probably be minimum of it may, might take me um 10 weeks to to do it right you know for for one full suit if you you know, mm-hmm. this isn't something that ought to be rushed. So, uh, right. ten weeks, and that's going to be two and a half months. Uh, two point five. Um, so let's see. Uh, maybe a hundred gold. It'll be a much more difficult project than the other ones. I'll need special supplies that I'll have to bring in from elsewhere. Uh, my, my normal rate, if it was just regular armor, would, would be about a third of that, but I can use just regular materials and components. For, for something like this, I wouldn't want to use cotton thread. I'd want to use silk, and uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to just use regular old um, human piss to, to help wash it out. Uh, I would want something a little bit more pristine, so I, I would need to... He kind of gives a sigh. He goes, I, I would, I would need to find a lot of halfling urine. There's, there's something about the the quality of halfling urine that just you, you can't get better than that when you need to, right. to tan some hides. Well, tell you what, I don't want to complete. I, I'm, I'm only carrying traveling money on me. I don't want to completely exhaust my funds. I can pay you eighty gold up front, and if you give me your your details, I can arrange for my uh, my servant is unfortunately out of the estate right now, but I can arrange for further payments. Of another of another fifty gold to be sent to you in the future. Absolutely, I completely trust you that you will be fill through on this deal. Um, Eighty gold will will suffice up front. That'll cover all the expenses and everything. Excellent. Uh, Can I get some of your information so that we we know who to send it to in the in the future? And I I pull out like a little notebook that that man carries around. Sure. Uh, He'll give you you know names, addresses, all the information that you might need to uh, you know have someone deliver a package to him in the future. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll pay him eighty up front. Excellent. And he tells uh, and you, know we're, be... we're not going to be in town for the the whole job. Okay. Uh, but if if either I or any of my companions return for the suit, any anyone is uh, any any one of us is free to take it. Uh, sure. He'll just want like a list of names and appearances so that no one tries to sure. like sneak. Yeah, I'll describe armor. the people and give the names of you know Lucilla. Great. Is it Lucila? Luc- what would we go with? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> of, uh, Lucilla, Lucilla and Lucille. Frank and Bell. Okay. I was I was worried about the pronunciation on. on... Right. I don't know. Uh, did you want to include like uh, Jeeves or Malachi or no, Madam Truffle? Not pick it up. Okay. Cool. Perfect. I don't think Malachi could carry all that, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'll pay me to gold up front and. Uh... That's business. That's that business concluded. Mm-hmm. All right. Twenty. Um, and then what? What time of day is it right now? Ooh, it's maybe a uh, mid-afternoon. Okay, that seems early enough. I'm gonna try approaching the uh, the castle gates. Mm-hmm. Uh, carrying like my my weapons in the the cloth that they're in, so just kind of over my shoulder rather than belted at my side. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I walk up to the to you know a gate guard and say, "Hail, I'm Van Helsing, cleric of Cheese. I was hoping for an audience with with the Queen of Stromheim." Uh, they look surprised, but not 
too terribly surprised. And one of them fetches the Chancellor, who will agree to make a meeting with you and the Queen. Um, they... I, I, I will be around for, for a few days. It's not especially urgent, so if she has important matters to attend to, I can wait for a few days. Mm -hmm. uh, they will get you an audience tomorrow, actually. Excellent. Um, that's when the next time she holds court. Uh, well, actually, hold on. Do you want a private audience, or do you just want, like, a regular audience at court? Well, the matter I came to discuss concerns Heatstroke. I, I imagine that might be better for private ears. Hmm, yes. Uh, tomorrow evening, then. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm gonna go look for a slightly nicer inn. Um, one that's a little bit further away from Tanneries, because I don't want to smell like shit when I go for the meeting tomorrow. I'll find Perfect. a bathhouse as well. Perfect. Yeah. You can bathe, you can find a slightly uh, an inn closer to the castle, where yep. the air is a little bit fresher. Um, your companions will, I guess, rest and relax in town. Is there anything you want them to be doing in the background while you do your stuff? Uh, I don't know if they need to do anything here. We're, okay. we're mostly just here to meet with the queen. I'm not sure if there's anything else we need to get done in Stromheim. Sure. Uh, they'll just chill and wait then. All right. All right. The next evening, you make your way to Stromheim, uh, to the keep, the castle, and you can speak to Queen... Ooh, I believe her last name is Sanguin? Um, Stromheim. <laughs> right? Something like that. I should probably know this by now. Mm-hmm. First name. Uh, it's in here somewhere. Stromheim. Kiara Sanguin. Okay. Yep. She is young. She's only 21 years of age. Maybe 22 by now. Uh, 1509, 15, we're in 1511. No, she's, she's 21 years old. As, she's the same queen, right? Mm -hmm. As before. Like, there hasn't been a change in leadership in Stromheim since we were here last. There has not been. Um, and so you will get brought to a private audience chamber. People sort of know who Van Helsing is, especially people in the religious world, because there aren't a lot of clerics of cheese around, um, much less like warrior clerics of cheese who have been traveling the world and doing lots of stuff. So um, more so than Malachi, I think Van Helsing is a, a known figure in this part of the world. So your audience is easily arranged. You meet with Queen Ciara Sanguin. Uh, you meet with her personal bodyguards. So there's a few of them standing about, heavily yeah. armed and armored. Yeah, um, they I, will I hand them to... like my cloth wrap weapons when I Perfect. when I walk in. Um, as well as Father Bronstone, a dwarf, uh, the 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 high cleric here in town. Um, and does she have a? I think her. Do 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 do. Uh, Keldon, the Diviner, is with them as well. Um, he is the, the wizard here in town that helps give uh, information and whatnot. So it's the okay. Diviner, the Cleric, the Queen, and the Queen's assembled bodyguards. Okay, that's that fine. you can have this meeting with. Uh, I offer a deep bow and say, Greetings, Your Majesty. Greetings? I, uh... I, I've been away from Eridon for some time, not since the, the demon invasion first occurred. Have I, have I been back... I, uh, 
I've heard of the matter going going on at Heatstroke, that there's some sort of flesh crawling out of the city. That is what our reports have, yes. I was coming here hoping to, uh, to strike some sort of compact with you on this matter. I have personal interest in dealing with this problem that's plaguing Heatstroke, and I imagine that you, as the Queen of Eridon, have personal interest in said matter as well. Yes. Yes, I do. I was hoping to to ask for any potential resources you could spare in a, a journey to Heatstroke. I was going to investigate the cause of this growing mass. Later, we plan to uh, engage it a bit more directly, and any information I can get in advance would be very, very helpful for my cause. She looks to her diviner, who speaks up, and draws out a map, laying it before you. Um, and they say, there is some sort of fleshy substance emerging or seeming to radiate from heat stroke. Mm-hmm. It uh, fills an area something like this. At its center is an unknown thing. I have, I am a, a master diviner, and even I have not been able to get too close of a look at the city. There is some sort of... something obscuring it, something highly magical. I fear that the heart of the city is plagued by the darkest of demons, the most powerful of demons, probably at the very center atop the the pyramid, the ziggurat. Yes, I can... Well, probably not in the top. There's... Heatstroke possessed a magic mirror of some kind that served as a portal to the the land where these demons hail from. I don't... I don't know if this was their entry point into our world or not, but I imagine that's why they're congregating there. It may have some sort of significance to them. The cleric speaks up and says, Yes, yes. The the ziggurat in Heatstroke is... One of the most holy sites in the whole world, not just on this island. <clears throat> it's one of the, the, the closest places to channel power directly to and from the gods. It only makes sense that such vile creatures would putrefy and corrupt such a holy site. It must be eliminated, not just for safety reasons, but if we cannot defend the gods against these monsters, then we are not worthy of their blessings. I'm sure you understand. Of course. Hmm. Still, though, we can't go in blind, and that's that's the matter that I've come here about. I, I intend to get close to Heatstroke and investigate what this substance growing out of it is. Perhaps we could learn a bit more about whatever's growing at the heart of it. Mm. But I could yes. use help in such a matter. I'm four men strong, and I carry only a light traveling purse with me. I could uh, use a bit more official authority behind me. The queen speaks up. Uh, what did you have in mind? If you could help me secure passage on a ship, I could get one that's willing to wait, perhaps near the Misty Valley. I could travel up to Heatstroke and investigate a bit more closely and a bit more personally. I don't think I'll be able to get into the city proper, at least not this time. We're going to have to wait until a friend of mine, you might you might have heard of him, Malachi, the wizard. He is known to me. He, uh... We, we have a plan. I suppose I should be more forthcoming. The, the portal leads to a realm of shadow, or a reflection of a realm of shadow, in the case of that mirror portal, perhaps. I'm not entirely sure myself. The diviner the, nods along with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... We intend to go back. I, I was once 
exiled there by Malchus, and it was only through luck that I managed to make it back in the first place, but... As a personal mission, I intend to save some souls that have been trapped in this place. Which will likely entail traveling directly into Heatstroke. I feel that our interests align in this matter. Well, I would be more than happy to furnish you with passage, but for one small problem. Our... Oh. All of our coastal towns on the east coast have uh, been destroyed. The towns in Wake County are in open rebellion. The towns on the west coast are, I shouldn't say in rebellion, but so crippled as to have no means to assist us in this matter. Um, I see. Well, hmm. There is the possibility, <clears throat> speaks up the dwarf, that uh, you could go to Copper Hill and take a boat from there down the River Crux, which leads straight into Heatstroke. You'd have to take it down river. It could be done. That would take me dangerously close to Fortune, wouldn't it? Well, I wouldn't say dangerously. It's a fine city. Well... Perhaps. I, eh, I'd i rather avoid fortune if at all possible. Nonsense. You don't believe the rumors, do you? Surely a man of God such as yourself understands that they're nothing but idle talk of peasants. I remain skeptical of everything until I've seen it for myself. I, I've heard that fortune has never been attacked by the, the demon invasion, which strikes me as strange for one that... You would imagine, as one of the closest towns to Heatstroke, it would be one of the first to be plagued by this this swarm that we're facing. What exactly are you implying? I don't make any accusations. I, I don't make any accusations, and I apologize if I've spoken too freely. I simply mean that I'd rather take as much safety in this matter as I can possibly employ. The queen puts a gentle hand on the dwarf to silence him, and says, Ah, well... If the river route will not do for you, I'm not sure what assistance I could provide. Maybe horses? Hmm. I have a thought. I have the means. I know Heatstroke is dangerously hot, but I have the means to keep a small party of animals from bearing too much pain from the heat. So horses may work. Is it possible that there's a wizard you could spare? One who might be able to... I, I don't suggest your diviner himself comes with me, but perhaps another who could help investigate this fleshy substance. As a cleric, I have some tools for investigation, but taking both halves of our of our magical powers may help us lead to a greater understanding. The diviner, Keldon, speaks up and says, Father Van Helsing, it has been a trying year for us. We are currently in the bouts of a, a small famine. There are refugees at our gates that we must turn back. I see. Unfortunately, most of the educated have fled the city for better Un lands. I uh, see. Traveling mostly to Drekis, a few to Akuba. Our wizards have all left. Uh, clerics are still in, well, uh, plentiful here in town, except for... Mm. <clears throat> that terrible incident where many of them died in a fire last year. But aside from that, 
there are uh, two years ago was it two years ago uh, there there are a few clerics that could go with you but I, I doubt none of them would be as skilled as yourself I am the only mage of note still left in the capital and I am needed here I could perhaps give you some scrying ahead of time. Do you have a scroll? Could you could you create a? I have a wizard companion with me. Not I, I highly doubt as proficient as you, but if you mm. could create a spell in advance, one you think might help with determining what the makeup of this substance is. Hmm. He nods repeatedly to himself. Yes, I could do something like that. Let me. And he thinks to his spell book. And I think I might actually have looking at the spells that he has presently memorized. I think this might be. Oops. Is this what I think it is? Yes, yes. Um, I can create. There's um, a powerful spell called Legend Lore. Uh. It is a difficult spell, um, and if it's in the hands of a, a weaker, no offense, caster, uh, he will need to be, she will need to be, in direct contact with the material. Otherwise, the casting time is many, many days, and that will not work from a scroll. Uh, but if he's in the presence of the material and physically touching it, should be no more than an hour to cast. Hmm. I suppose that could help. Do you, I don't suppose you have this written down. No, 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 no. I would have to uh, gather the materials and create the scroll. It would take me some time to make. If you could make it happen, that would be quite useful. And one one thing out of of character, Neil. um, Mm -hmm. I think it might cast the spell at the level of the person who created the scroll. It will, yes. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if he'll need to be in direct contact. Um, so legend lore said, the legend lore spell is used to determine legendary information regarding a known person, place, or thing. Mm-hmm. If the person or thing is at hand, or if the wizard is in the place in question, the likelihood of producing results is greater, and the casting time is one before turns. If only okay. detailed information on the person, place, or thing is known, it's 1d10 days for the casting time. If only rumors are known, which is what we're at right now, it's 1d6 weeks. Okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's my, like, in-game way of uh, saying you got to be in touch with it. Otherwise, <laughs> okay. it's, yeah. Um, if, if that's something you could spare, I would, I would greatly appreciate it. He nods. He can make this happen. He'll need some strips of ivory, some incense... Um, and some time. Excellent. Uh, also, on a somewhat different subject, Your Majesty, I, I hear uh, Joris, the, the wizard, is, is currently in your dungeons. The traitor Joris? Yes. I, I don't know much about what has, has happened between you, and I don't... I, I would understand if you didn't want to release him into my custody. I simply wanted to say that I, uh, having known Joris, he's a pragmatic man and a cautious one. He would be a, a useful asset for you to make use of, and I think leaving him to rot in a cell is a waste of his talents. You are not the first person to come and speak on his behalf. Um, another wizard has recently stopped by with similar intents. 
I will think on this. Thank you. That's all I ask. Okay. Let me just check how Legend War works. I've never actually used this spell before. Nice. How is... What is the... <laughs> Naturally... Da, 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 da. And she used Identify spell. Ba, 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 ba. That's Legend Lore. Hoping to get more information. She competes in three turns. Reminding her message. So, in the example of Del Sonora uh, trying to identify a sword who identify spell didn't work on, um, finally she casts Legend Lore, hoping to gain more information. In her mind comes the message once the sword, or this was the sword of he who waits till Albion's time of greatest peril, when unto his hand it shall fly again. Okay. Fair was the hand that gave me, and fair was the hand that reclaimed me. Clearly, she realizes this must be a very powerful item, since the spell only gave a cryptic answer. But who is he who waits? And where is Albion? For more information, she's going to have to cast more spells. But now the process will take much longer, since she only has vague okay. clues to follow. That's actually fine, because I will eventually get access to Time Pool. So if we can learn even vague things, I might be able to follow up from that with only one casting of Legend Lore. Excellent. I was hoping that there would be a way to figure out what level of detail you get, but it doesn't seem... Let's see. When it's completed, the divination reveals if legendary material is available. It often reveals where the material is by place, name, rhyme, or riddle. Sometimes gives certain information regarding the person, place, or thing. But this data is always cryptic in some form. Mm -hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. That'll be good. Yeah, that could be that could be really useful. Mm -hmm. um, and how long does it take to make a scroll, a high-level scroll? I don't remember. I'll have to, I've I only made a scroll a couple of times. Yeah, I don't I remember do if it's the... Put it onto its own uh, paper, because yeah. I intend to... Um, have, having made a few scrolls in my time, I know that they can occasionally backfire. I'd, uh, I'd check it for that, but it might destroy the scroll in the process. I'd rather not destroy any of your other magics in, in that, that task. certainly do that. Mm -hmm. I just don't remember if scrolls all take the same amount of time or if the amount of time to make it changes depending I on the level. I think it does change, but I'll double check. Um, scrolls. Where are scrolls? Potions, scrolls. Scrolls. Do, do, do. He must do, do, do. In the pro reserve, uh, actual pro. One full day for each level of the spell, so about a week for a six level okay. spell. Sure. So it'll take him about a week for this, mm -hmm. um, and your armor makers say it'll take them about uh, make take him about ten weeks to make the That's armor. Um, so the question is. Do you want to wait for the armor to go out and do this stuff? Because we can sort of just skip by 10 weeks here in the town without too much problem. Or um, do you want we... to do this other stuff while you wait for the armor to be made? Well, if we do 10 weeks, how close does that put us to Malachi? Is one question I, I'm curious about. Still like three months behind him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just wait here then. <laughs> yeah, he is way... He, what he is got... he doing? <laughs> spent like a month with this uh, it, on the airship, maybe it wasn't a month, maybe it was a couple of weeks, and then he got pinned by a dragon, a br brass dragon for three months under a pile of rubble where mm. the dra brass dragon just like asked him every question about his entire life for three months and made him tell him stories over and over and over <laughs> again. 
<laughs> just completely, just like a head in dirt with nothing else. So, in a so add, add Malachi to the list of like, or add dragons <laughs> to the list of, of races Malachi has a personal grudge against. <laughs> Somehow he kind of came out with that okay. He, he kind of liked being imprisoned by the dragon as the impression that I got. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was a chance to talk big about himself, so. Right, right. And now he can claim that he's got a, a dragon friend, so. Yeah. You know, Malachi's ego, always being fed. Yeah. His ego is like the universe, always expanding. <laughs> Infinitely expanding, faster and faster, <laughs> till there's yeah. nothing left. Got it. Cool. So we um, yeah, can so we'll wait. In that yeah. case, I'm going to ask if they can uh, spare some resources, like small funds for living with a small party, because I only brought traveling money with the intent of skipping out of Stromheim. But we were accosted by a green dragon in the woods, and with some some new materials to work with, I need to hole up here a little bit longer than initially planned. Uh, well, the queen will offer, rather than to give you funds, to just put you and your companions up in the castle. There are plenty of spare Excellent. rooms, you're working for them, <coughs> sort of. Your goals are aligned, and you are a cleric, so... Excellent. Yeah. Um, also, was the original Queen of Stromheim murdered by the Malchus clerics? No, no. Okay. Queen Kiara has been here um, since Hardcore Heroes started. Okay, uh, I, I will inform her then that we, uh, the, we, we discovered the cause of the royal murders, that they were uh, the work of a, a contingent of Malchus clerics, and that they have since been dealt with. Well, they may have been dealt with, but it seems that they have accomplished their goals. Without I... question. If you say that Malchus has sent you to this shadow realm, and that is where these demons have come from, then I believe it is their work that has brought us to our knees. Most likely, yes. Though to what end, I can't say. With a with a being such as Malchus, it may be that there was no end to any of it. Hmm. She nods. This is a shitty situation. And uh, let's do some rolls to figure out your armor. Awesome. Um, <coughs> all right, so let's figure out the uh, the are the smith's skill, non-weapon proficiencies. We're doing leather working. Uh, that's a straight intelligence check. Yep. And let's Which see, until the first suit of armor mage. Okay, so he's already got his proficiency, so no mm -hmm. penalties on checks. And then I assume he gets some sort of bonus for taking his time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then having all the proper supplies and all of the, mm -hmm. you know, he's got as, the finest materials As a lifelong tanner, does he have the multiple ranks in the skill? Yes. Like most people? Okay. Yes. So I think he's, he's not necessarily a, a smart fella. I'm going to mm -hmm. give him maybe 10 int. Um, okay. But he'll have made like three extra ranks in there, so three, six, nine. So he's got a, a leather working of 19, I think. Okay. Great. So he might actually need less than 10 weeks to do this, but we'll, well, he'll take his time. Yeah. So we'll okay. let's do this. Um, Is it if you get two rolls, like at advantage or something, if you yeah, take your time? Something like that. And that way okay. he won't have to like redo pieces because he's only got so many to work with. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me just make some notes here. So we're looking for one body and one set of limbs? Yeah. Okay. So... 17 and 19 is 36. The first section of body. Cool. Um, 
16 and 19 is 35 for the second section of the body. Ooh, natural 20, can't beat that, is a 39. So that's the body's got three parts with a, a 35 as the lowest. And then the limbs are gonna be, ooh, five and 19 is 24. Oh, you're averaging the rolls. Uh, no, I'm doing advantage, but he rolled two fives, unfortunately. Oh, I thought it was five and 19. Uh, five plus 19 is... Okay, so yeah, I yeah. thought you were just rolling a bunch of 19s. I was so confused. <laughs> no, I'm just adding the the uh, the plus 19 bonus. Okay. Okay, and this is only a 25. That was a 2 and a 6 on the die. And this is an 11 and a 6. So 11 and 19 is a 30. Uh, actually, he doesn't need that. He only needs 2 for the limbs. So our limbs are... Do you, do you average or take the lowest? You take the lowest. Uh, only okay. strong is the weakest link. So the body is going to be... 35 in quality. Yeah, um, which is over max. I only have my chart going up to 30. <laughs> so the body is going to be... Oops. Um, body is plus 5 AC, so it's as good as plate. And the limbs are only plus two. Oh, he's one off from getting. You know, he should. Um, he is using I'll better materials because we have enough for some leftover. And I'll mm -hmm. tell him he, he's free to use the remainder of the materials if it if it can improve the limbs. Okay. He is using superior materials, so I'll just give him a flat plus one as well. So we'll say the limbs were a twenty-five. Okay. Um, which is plus three to AC. So this green dragon armor now is a, the whole suit is plus eight to AC. Okay. Um, and he's got enough left over to either do another chest plate or uh, another set of limbs. Uh, let's have him do another chest plate. Okay. So another 19 to 19 is 38. Um... 37. He's so good at doing the chest, but he's terrible <laughs> at doing the limbs. Um, and 35. Wow. Okay, so another 35. So he's got body plus 5 times 2, limbs plus 3 times 1. Okay. Um, well, what would you like to do with this These uh, this armor? The companions were... How much, how much does it weigh? Oh, well, you can, yeah, never mind. Um, how much does it weigh? Yeah. It is set. super light. My full plate is 30 pounds for me. Yeah. Uh, la, la, or my la, field la, plate, la. my bad. <clears throat> la, 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 la. Let's see, they may be lighter, heavier, my friend see. Let's see. Um, what is the weight? It's going to be a little heavier than leather armor, but I think that's probably a good base to work from. So let's say it's, um, let's see, a leather chest is normally nine pounds and leather limbs. What do we do for Frofro? What was your armor weight there? Uh, I'll pull up my ferris sheet and I'll let you know in a second. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to do it. Okay. I think we might um, just either use way, leather weight. It's probably going to be worn by my companions. I'll... Who, what what are they wearing for armor right now? I know one of them has full plate. Uh, yeah, the older knight has full plate. The younger knight has chainmail. Okay, uh, we'll probably give it to the younger knight then, since she's gonna be taking some hard knocks. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, let's see here. I got the thing up. Leather, 30 pounds. So the same as my field plate since I took a proficiency. <laughs> Back before okay. you said that it was banned. Right, right. So it, it weighs twice leather then is what it seems to be. Perfect. Makes sense. It is because yeah. it has like the heavy scales on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I uh, I give it to the, the younger woman then. Okay. So she will go from AC 15 to AC 18. Yeah. Uh, now, is this a gift or a loan? This is important to set out from the beginning. We'll gift it. And then I'll hold on to the other chess piece. And um, ooh, I don't know if I trust anyone. I'll, I'll ask if they'd be willing to store it in the castle at Stromheim. They will happily reflect. store this for you. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll hold on to the chess piece. But yeah, the, the one with the limbs is a gift to her. Oh, you've just bought some serious loyalty here. Okay. She will have AC 18 green dragon scale armor. And you will have one extra chest plate for whatever yep. you want. Perfect. Um, and she's I don't got Harvest think... Moon too? Oh my god. Hmm? She also has Harvest Moon. Yeah, you have outfitted her with the greatest gear she's ever had in her life. Yeah, Harvest Moon is Lent, very mm-hmm. specifically. That one right. That one is a, a very personal weapon. All right. Ugh. And then I assume, what, what is the uh, the fighter mage doing? Like gear wise, um, gear wise, he is wearing street clothes, traveling oh. clothes, really, because uh, he can't cast spells and armor. Oh right, you can't cast them at all. Is there no? I thought fighters could do it with like a penalty. That makes sense Mm-mm. though. Yeah. So, but he's got a you know, he's still specialized in swords. Makes so sense. So he can okay. handle his own if they come for him. And he's got uh, what do we call it? Um, the specialization, not the special, the um. Called the skills that allow you that he has plus two AC from wielding a sword, basically. So the fighter um, mage sits at 13 AC, one from dex, two from sword specialization. Okay. Um, and then, ooh, there's a well, how long does it take to put on? Because it's leather, right? Uh, oh, I don't it's, know, a minute. It's short. So I it think. takes like a round to dawn. Yeah, I'll double check the maybe we'll take that. Okay, I might, I might take that with us so that either Lucilla or I can uh, put it on. Like if we're if we're ever caught out in the night, we can just mm-hmm. quickly don that armor and gain an instant plus five to AC. That's nice, because the plate mail takes forever to put on. Yeah, and she's in full plate, so that's even worse. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Are you just yeah, in so half plate? I'm in field plate. Field plate. Okay. Um, getting in and out of armor. 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 Putting on page one hundred one of the player's handbook. Page 101, getting into armor. Uh, some time is needed. All those armors that are single piece, leather, tunics, robes, chainmail, take one round, two for metal mm-hmm. items. To dawn with slight, uh, with slight assistance, without aid, the time is doubled. Armor that is made of separate pieces requires D6 plus four rounds with assistance. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, without. We'll, mm-hmm. I guess if we have it like in a part, it can be put in the chest, right? What else? Like, is the chest more? has armor and food. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. Like when you have a leather like chest piece, right? Does it go flat when you're not wearing it, and then it's kind of open on the sides to be sort of compacted down, or is uh, it just I like a it, big? No, I think it's like a. Ooh, how do we say? 
I think it is like a, just a thing that you pull over yourself. So it's fairly okay. bulky and it'll keep its form. So you can fit it in the chest, but you'll have to like fill it with food to make room for everything else. You'll have to use the empty chest cavity to hold stuff. So it'd be like, if you okay, want to put it on really quickly, you'd have to like dump all your food everywhere no and problem. then put it on. Yeah. Cool. That'll work. All right. Um, with that in mind, I think we're good to go. So it's been 10 weeks. It has been 10 weeks. Oh, and I think he could just make the, the same quality dragon leather, which I think doesn't matter for the second breastplate. Right. Because there was a thing, if you do it once, you can do it again. I did realize that, but I tried to say nothing matter. so I wouldn't look like a fool, but now you've <laughs> called me out on it. It's fine. It's fine. We all forget the rules constantly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right, perfect. Has Plains of You been destroyed or is it still standing? Nope, it's gone. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Here. And then 10 weeks later. So you got here in early February. Now it's been 10 weeks. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. So now it is going to be April 20th, I believe. Okay. Um, right, 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 April 20th-ish. Who yeah. keeps track of actual times? So I'll learn a little bit about the area while we're here. I know Fortune's still standing. Plainsview's gone. I assume Anvil's gone. Yep. Is everything like Hillsborough safe since it's on the other side of the mountains? Mm -hmm. Do they manage yep. to hold it? Yep, yep. And they're an open rebellion. Um, they oh. have declared themselves to be their own kingdom. They do not answer to Stromheim, and they're doing their own shit. Uh, they're see. not actually... There's no battling, but they have claimed independence. Okay, the... well, I'm not really affiliated with anyone, so I guess I yeah. I definitely shouldn't go to Redport. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. What else is there worthy to note? If we go to the northwest of Eridon, um, this stuff up here has also, like, broken off into their own uh, confederation. And then the dwarves in the hilly areas up top have also broken off into their own confederation. Wow. So really... Aerodon is now Aridon just is like Stromheim Copper Hill and Copperhill. And that's it. That's that's the entire kingdom at this point. Although wow. they still claim the rest of the area. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I guess they sort of claim Fortune, but Fortune ha is sort of standoffish. You know, they've mm -hmm. always been a quiet place. Yeah. Although Fortune has actually just recently invaded Meadstead, so I don't know if they still want to claim it or not. That that situation's weird. Uh, mm -hmm. Longcast and Kneecap are standing but like in war between themselves and each other and they're just fucked. So. Okay, so they're like city-states now at this point. Yeah, they're failing city-states. Okay. Um, maybe we'll stop by Hillsborough then. Hmm. Okay. Um, this is where we will end for the day. The next time that we get to check in with Van Helsing, he will be setting out from Stromheim with his brave companions. Maybe to Hillsborough, maybe to Plainsview, maybe to Heatstroke. We will find out next time, which will be in a couple of weeks at the minimum. Uh, mm -hmm. The summer schedules are hard to manage, yeah. but we'll sort it out. Yeah, I, yeah we'll, we'll figure out a time. We'll figure it out. Okay. So <sighs> that's going to be it for today. Thank you, Sean, for coming by. It's good to mm -hmm. see you again. It feels like it's been forever. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, when did Frofro finish up? Was that in 
2019 or 2018? That's a good question. <laughs> it's been a good number of months because Sarmanath didn't start till a while afterwards. Right. And that's like 22 sessions in. Oh my god, already? Yeah. Great. Apparently. I, I was shocked when I saw it too. I was like, what? what? We haven't done anything. <laughs> we we have gotten sidetracked along every possible route. We got we went on a side quest after being told where to go for our, our, our primary thing that we were interested in. And then on the way to our side quest, we got sidetracked by another side quest. Oh, double side quest. Yeah, we're uh we're we're a bit of a squirrel party. <laughs> nice. Well, you can find Sean on Secrets of Sarmanath every yeah. Saturday at noon Pacific time, along with Fayama from uh, Kuba Knights and Greg from All the Things. And uh, who's your other player? Other players? Uh, we have Dan and Mike, who are both personal friends of Greg. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So you can find them there on Saturdays. Uh, that's on Greg Hansen's channel, yeah? Twitch.tv slash Greg Hansen. Yeah. Oh, did you mention Millman? Millman's there. Millman? Oh, Millman, who yeah. what used to I, be I, on I Shenanigans. Thought, I you mentioned him because he shows up on Shenanigans every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh, that's a lot of people. Cool. Yeah, got a five-person cast. Nice. Well, that's it, everybody. We will see you next time. Uh, any last words, Sean? No, nah, that's it. I'll see you guys next time. I'm here probably a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's all I got. Bye. Bye.